0: This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors.
1: 93.3 WMMR, audio on demand, presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
2: I ah. in my dreams, ah. <laughs> I see you, I see. That is how I know you Go on
0: Well, that's our lead singer. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. there. Yeah, there's the audition. Got to be. All right, so in this, uh, this next segment, uh, th- this whole thing started with as does many things on the President and Steve show with somebody saying something stupid and then it snowballs into something else. Sure. I don't even remember how I accidentally, I was trying to say the name of something and the word river came in there. And yes, it was, I think it was Paris Hilton's Boyfriend.
3: Yes. And and, uh, so you were saying it, you're having trouble. So it was was something river. So I said, the River Valley Vocal Band. Yeah. And you busted out laughing because
0: we all know. Well, it doesn't exist. Yeah. The the River Valley Vocal Band. So we knew immediately. That's got to be the name yeah. of our vocal group that has never been formed or even been talked about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we decided to go forward with it. And then... But what were the
3: Rolling Stones
0: before they got together? Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, so we got a call later that morning as we began to discuss at length on air how we would like to have a vocal group. Uh, and, and we'd said... We would have to have someone coach us. There's no way we, know we nothing do about this, this on our own to learn parts because we said we wanted to do Afternoon Delight <laughs> and, uh, because it was the um, Anchorman. Starland Vocal Band. Yes, right. Uh, it was the group that did that. And uh, sure enough, we got an email and, and somebody who was willing to come in and coach us on this song, and he's more than qualified. It's Justin Guarini. He's yeah. here, in the studio this morning. Right. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing good. How are you? We're good, man. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. You're ready for this? I have been listening all morning, man. I I don't know. I <laughs> And and Justin came in and, and started maybe have some ideas. I'm like, "Well, let's just let's just do this live." Hash it yeah. out on
3: air. Yeah, we'll just figure this all out. Yeah. But you you, um, you obviously, you know, and, and uh, we've said this we we are big fan. You you got a great voice, you're a great thanks, performer man. and and uh we've just we just going to really love what you can do. Uh, singing-wise, you way outclass us, but the question (laughs) has to be, can you take a a bunch of, you know, not very accomplished singers and and at least... Give us a moment of
4: brilliance,
5: of course. Okay, yeah. of course.
4: All right. I mean, you guys definitely have you can you can carry a tune in a bucket. And just in case, <laughs> I uh, I brought my son's import Kawasaki keyboard right here. It's I purple and it. orange. Wow. And black, yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out on the web. You'll be able to see it. It is uh, it is a thing of beauty. I was wa- wiping his chocolaty uh, <laughs> fingerprints off of it this morning, and it even gives you a nice little tone when you when you turn it on. Oh! Wow. That's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> Let's
3: see a Steinway do that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Exactly. No you Steinways
0: what? do that. Yeah. Having attempted to sing harmony vocals on, on a few occasions, yeah. one one of the most difficult parts is to be able to sing your part independent sure. from the other parts. It's hard. Sure. They are completely different notes. They intertwine and And mesh in a proper way, but you have to sing your part as if you're kind of not hearing the other
4: person sing right harmoniously, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what I mean. It's 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 easy. I made a nice easy <laughs> arrangement. <never> <laughs> right. it's, it's gonna happen. Don't <laughs> <laughs> worry. You know just what? Take take a fire walk with me here. Yes.
2: <laughs> right. Good, good
3: right. David Lynch. You're right. Right, right, um, the the well, you know, we, we were uh, Preston and I had been. Uh, we just watched that Eagles documentary, and we thought, oh if, man, if we could just do that, great football team.
4: Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, if we could just sing perfectly like that. Yeah. <laughs> on the, How like many Eagles? <laughs>
3: yeah. What if there's
0: like fifty yeah. of them in there? Yeah.
3: No, no, the actually the band. Yes. No,
6: I, yeah,
4: <laughs> I know, I know that. Yeah, yeah. But there's like eight or nine of them oh. up on the stage playing. Yeah, all that's the same all time, they're on.
0: Right? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. There are a few people that have been through that band.
6: I did the plays in high school, and and when I was a junior, we did we uh, just chose some excerpts from the from the show Pippin. Right. And I want to say there was a song in there called like Morning Glow or something along those lines. And it, we were harmonizing, and there was only like six or seven of us on stage. And I always, always felt like I was. Not singing right, like that. You know that the harmony sounded great, and then there was this one guy. Do you know who what? was ruining everything? <laughs> and that would be you. That was right.
3: Me. The, but now, but you have a very good voice. What I, when I've learned to do it, and I used to try to do it, it to just joke around to see if I could do it, was mm-hmm. is with Lennon and McCartney when when they would sing. You could hear, and I guess this is part of harmonizing. And uh, um, again, my ass is my ass cheeks are parting as I talk out of my ass. But um, <laughs> uh, it, it is a different. You've got to stay on your thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's basically like uh, row, row, row your boat and keep right. your spot and the exactly. whole thing. Okay.
4: Yeah. It, it, there's a there's a sort of blend between listening and tuning out. So mm-hmm. let's just focus on tuning
2: out. All right. <laughs> Fair well, By <laughs> the way, we,
7: we are all really good at this in our cars.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah everybody is. People are in their showers. I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I get it. No, this this this. This You know. This is going to be fun. It's a really simple, easy arrangement. Five of you are going to sing, right? Wow. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, all right, good. So Nick, yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, good. The only nice. one who's not in is
8: uh, Marissa. She has volunteered to not be a part of <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. That's if you've ever,
4: if you've ever hit a possum on a road,
2: that's that the sound that's that Marissa is squealing.
6: By the way, I, I think our dark horse in this race huh? is Nick McElwain. Yeah. You never hear him sing. I bet You're you. Right. I bet you he can. He can carry
0: it too. I actually intended to give
6: Nick.
4: The spotlight here with the Really?
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks so yeah. for the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We were thinking either Kathy or Casey would be the I'll tell elite, you, really the, the three
3: tenors oh. of this particular collective, Nick, Kathy, and uh Casey. No, I, look, Should I, I, audition? Should I no, audition? I know I <laughs>
7: cannot yeah. sing. I joke all the time and I will call and leave them voicemails, but I can, I cannot think I wanted to be in special course when I was in elementary school. The course oh,
4: that wears helmets.
2: But <laughs> no, let them
3: fall
7: down. That's what it was called. That's what it was called. And I just I could never make it. Okay. I never made it.
4: Well you know what? It changes to pull something All out right, of your okay. So um, are
0: we going to audition?
2: Or how no, do you no, no,
4: okay, no, no, no. We would we're all gonna, fail. So now the first thing that's really important, you guys mentioned it, but I didn't actually hear it on the radio. All right. You, you don't get into a car and slam the pedal down and, and try and go 80 miles an hour, right? Right, right, right. You just need to let it warm up a little bit, right? So you got to warm up. <clears throat> and so I want to give you a little warm up. Here we go. Let's do it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you love this. <that. laughs> it's great.
4: It's great. <laughs>
2: It's, Every single yeah. time,
4: and then when you leave it alone for a little while, it like kind of goes into sleep mode. And when my son hits it, it does it again. I live for it. When John Wayne Gacy
3: used to reflect upon killings, that would be the sound. <laughs> of
4: yeah. Hmm. So we'll start in the key that we're in. And, and mm. can everybody match this bitch? Say Oh, come on! <laughs> oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a slam yeah. dunk. <laughs> Game over. Hey, man. hey, wait, wait. That's a huge thing. Is though. it? It really is. Really? You're like. Right. Mm-hmm. you be in trouble. Okay, All okay. uh, right, so good. We're good. This is All good. Right. Step one complete. Match, pitch. So. So just to warm up uh, the mouth and to warm up the, the front of the voice. Too. Okay. Tip
0: of the tongue. Tip of
9: Lips
4: tip the,
10: the teeth. Yeah.
4: yeah, you guys have been talking too, so I'll make it brief. All right. Okay. But, um, um... <laughs> Oh, no, listen, listen first. Listen first. Okay. Yeah.
2: okay. Hey, Half step up. Correct. Is
3: this how Michael Douglas got, got
4: oral cancer? cancer? Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, that was <laughs> <laughs> so
2: let's let's have, a little, <laughs>
4: let's have a little beat here.
7: Okay. okay. <laughs> Wait, are we
0: are we are listening to him? Listen to Justin first.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: My lips can't <laughs> flap. <up. laughs> okay, so let's try this. One. All right, let's, let's try the next one. With your tongue. Listen out. to me first. Wait, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, just your tongue. So right. you stick your tongue out and go. Mm, that's the tip of your tongue, right? Yeah. So, okay. Three. Four. <laughs> Oh, half step up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: half up <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love it, guys. Oh, is it good? It's Was so good. Well, it's
4: so great, you know, because for me, like, to be honest with you, it's like, you guys are sitting, I, I come in, and I have my my uh, purple and yellow keyboard, <laughs> and everybody's at their computers, and it's all really yeah. easy, and everything. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I hope I do this right, and I'm going to screw it up. So it's nice to see you guys out of your element, <laughs> That's <laughs> right. because I certainly feel a little out of my element here.
0: If you're just tuning in, this is the first warm-up of the River Valley Vocal Band <laughs> yeah. with good. our vocal coach, uh, Justin Guarini. Okay. It's going well. It's going
4: well. Okay, yeah, so, so you honestly, you've th- been th- talking you th- okay, yeah. You're fine. All right, All right, you're right, fine. Right. You've been talking for hours, and okay. so I'm not gonna right. belabor the point. And uh, anyway, so um, let's figure out parts, okay? Here, uh, Preston, yes, you're the bass, yes. my friend, clearly, yes, yeah, he's the bass. Can you so, have two bases, by the way, or just yeah. one base? You can have one, two basses. Well, we can do multiple, okay? Let, let's, yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. he's got a plan, That's good. So, uh, and so I can't get any lower than I can it's, do an awkward one. Keywords. So we're gonna do so. If you think about it, gonna find my gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. So you're gonna ooh under that. So it's mm, two, three, four, mm. oh, right. ooh, ooh, two, three, four Oh, sorry. For you. Ooh, two, three, four, and ooh, Yeah, you got it back down. Ooh, ooh. And up. Ooh. So that's all you need to worry about
2: right oh, now. Oh, wow. The, simple, right? the, the trick, trick
3: is. I told you I'd make it simple, right? Though, Justin, for an untrained singer, to remember that.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. So right, I got it. Here comes the bride's your fourth. It's also right. like, do, 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 do. Mm. <laughs> Alright, so All right, I got it okay. then, then who would be like uh, Sort of a little bit higher than that But not too, too much higher Probably
0: me Probably Nick, Nick. Yeah.
4: Nick? yeah Okay, yep. so you have the simplest part Yes <laughs> One note Okay. Mm,
0: just
2: like two, the show, Nick. Three,
11: yeah, three. One yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, one note. One note. Oh. You know, yeah.
11: Keep, Keep really the not a lot of up. depth. No. Keep the gloves up, sir. Keep the gloves up. Not a lot of nuance. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so it's just one note. So so do, can you do this together? All right. All right. Press, oh, no. okay. Okay. Ecoute. Nick? Ecoute. Okay, sorry. What, so, what is his part again? I'm sorry. Same. You start on the same note. You're an octave lower. Mm. Okay. So you just stay say the same the whole time, all right? So mm. three, four. Mm.
8: Yeah! yeah!
3: Let's just Stop right there!
12: Like I held
8: it. Done. Wait, odd. Okay. I held that the whole time. Should I breathe in the middle of that? <laughs> if, if you'd like. Yes,
3: Hi, this is Clive Davis. I would love to sign these gentlemen. <laughs>
2: uh, Clive. Uh, so, uh, oh, he? Yeah.
0: Justin yeah. knows Clive. I've been, there, done
4: that. <laughs> yeah. I've been on that other side of that yeah. desk. Yeah. So. uh, uh that's that. Um, and then who's who's slightly up from there? I
3: guess me or Casey. Me or you. Or you. Casey's a better singer.
6: Well, let's maybe we should have a tryout. <laughs> See, figure right. out who.
0: Is this also going to be an
4: ooh background part? Yes, it's all oohs. Yeah, ooh.
0: who, ve- who do you think ought to be the lead? Who do you, ooh, think, yeah, do you think you are?
4: <laughs> that's important to know. Do you think Casey ought to sing? I think Casey. Yes. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Steve, why don't you jump in and, and be a part of this chorus? Ooh, that's tough. Thank you. Great. Ooh, How
3: does it go?
4: So it's ooh, three, four, just a half step. Ooh.
2: <laughs> You're going up too Wait, high. Wait, am oh. I? Am okay. I gonna have
7: to go higher than that? Because I don't think
4: I can. Wait. You're just here. Okay. Is okay, that good? So remember
3: Jaws? No, <laughs> the movie. No, I do. Yeah, I don't talk about it. Yeah.
13: It's up just a little bit.
4: That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, Is that right? Close. Too high. Dude, too a little. Too high. <clears throat> so let's. Go. Yeah. Oh, you want to? You to do it? No, 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 no! I just want. I want to listen to Justin do it
6: because okay. you're good at you're good at parody
2: right. Yes, 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 yes. yes, sir. yes. yes. Do it a few times.
4: Okay. Yep. All right. Perfect. So it's the same thing. All right. So you just. Do... Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yeah.
4: Okay. Okay. Good. So can everybody everybody remember the notes? Right. down here, right. you're here, you're here. Okay, right. Just so, feel that
0: first note.
4: One, two, three, four. Ooh, I'll sing with you now. Go, out.
2: Ooh,
4: ooh, this is you, Preston. Ooh. Right. So let's try ooh. that one more time. Yeah, keep going, keep going. That so great. three, ooh. four. Ooh. right oh,
2: great right.
1: god right. are you
2: seriously oh, no, seriously
1: hey Hey, it? Good.
3: Does it sound okay? What did you say, Case? I thought it sounded pretty good. It's okay. good. I well, tried not to I'm change done. my note in the middle of that. Just though, like, you shouldn't. When you're singing, though, you have no, have no... I have no... I don't know how that
4: sounds. Does it sound okay? It does. It sounds right. good. Trust me. It's all Within
0: the tones of, of what we're singing, if you don't hear this wh- 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 sound, right. that means you're off key. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's, so it's, a, um, it's an oscillation.
3: Ooh. Yeah, that's yes, good. So
0: I got it. But when it blends with the other notes, if you're hearing... Um, I wish I had a, a It's tone, like a, a you tone, can tone we could play is, yeah. Okay
7: right. I think I know What you're talking about
0: Okay So you hear that he's slowly going up You're
2: hearing
0: That's your off key When you do that okay. Yeah okay. Whoa. Right. It's
4: literally the air Vibrating mm-hmm. man. So, Always off key So this is you Kathy Oh
3: boy <laughs> Kathy's a very manly voice
4: I do kind of Alright wait Do
0: it again
7: I think that's
3: too high.
0: Yeah, just try Ooh. it. Feel it down. No, your- you have oh, the capability. You
3: you have
5: the okay. range. Feel just, it in really? your testicles. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so,
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> right I mean- in your testes, Kathy.
7: <laughs> okay, let me pinch and roll. Drop them. All right, go ahead. Do it again.
4: So.
3: I did it. You did okay. it. I right. did it. That's all
14: good. All right. That's good. That's good. Real nice. The
3: so- trick is remembering. Like I'm, Sorry. I'm at the jaws. Like, mine is. Ooh. You See? all right, I, And I'm using Jaws to remind me. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Just
4: like uh, Preston Jaws? can use uh, Here Comes the Bride.
3: Right. There we go.
4: There you go. What that's about it, me? Am you...
3: I Jaws? No. You're back to the future. You're
4: Gums. I'm back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Got it. All right. So, um, you're okay, oh my God. okay, one of the another important what? thing you Sorry. gotta breathe. I know you're nervous, right. okay, 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 you gotta breathe. Okay. So, take a nice deep breath two, three, four. <laughs> Very good, okay, okay, all right, all right, good. So, everybody remember their notes? It's yeah, Yep. Ooh. 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 and then you're Ooh. am I right? Yes, Ooh. and then you're <laughs> so let's have the first notes, please. Minor now. <laughs> Wait, was I wrong? It's you, Steve. Yeah, so. So okay, let's try it again. Uh, so first notes, so you mm. wanna count off count off? No, we'll just do the first notes. Okay. We're just gonna okay. hear all the notes. Okay.
9: Mm. <laughs> Great. That's, That's, it. Yes! That's it! That's
4: it. Yeah! <laughs> <he can't be>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first note. one. So that's that's the first. That, those are your first notes. You, okay. uh, everybody's really only, re- with the exception of uh, possibly Casey, it's, everyone's responsible for three notes. Okay. okay, all right. So don't sweat it. I, I'm two
0: though, right? Hey, I'm mm. two for now. I need to point out that the text messages are very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming in, and people are loving this. Could be the greatest segment we've ever done. Okay, just wanted to share that. <laughs> Great. Sensing a bit Always. of
2: sarcasm. Yeah. You know what I have to say? That. Ooh. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> nice. All
3: right, we got it.
4: Okay. So, so let's do, uh, put them all together. huh? All right. Ooh. Now you're going to direct us up and down.
2: Yeah, sure. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
3: we all hit the same up. I mean, even though we're singing differently at this, yes, at a different point. Yes, with the exception point. of Nick. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because
4: he's just, he's just
3: One steady. One trick pony.
4: One. Solid as a rock. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: All right. Good. You
4: good. We embarrassed yet? No. No, we're good. Okay, good. We're, we're good. So first notes. Ooh. Ooh
3: wait Ooh, Thank you. But I hold my finger up it works
4: Ooh, two three four Ooh. Great Ooh. Ooh. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, that's it. Yeah. We're that's amazing. the first half. Does that sound good? That's, that's the first half. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, all right. So then, Casey, oh, man, do you want to put the melody on top of this?
6: Uh, I don't know. You tell me what to do. <laughs> do you know it?
4: Uh, yeah, he's going to find me. my baby. Yeah right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right, right. Okay. So let's just try the first half before we get into the okay, second one, right. which has Fair a lot to it. Um,
3: God damn. How do people put entire songs together? <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> tired. A, Jesus, Jesus Christ.
9: Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Take a deep <laughs> breath. ready, everybody? Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Put your finger up, press it, really helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, your first note case is
9: <laughs>
4: gonna find my baby. my baby, gonna hold Okay, ready? Right.
3: Yep. So, it's just
4: everybody sing our first All right. notes. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, Sorry, so, so Just the know. first notes. Yeah, that's okay. our okay. right, first yeah. notes. So, it's the first notes. <laughs> <laughs> I right, agree. Now, Casey, you, okay. it's, we're just going to go for it. One, two, three, four. Gonna Ooh. buy my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some
6: afternoon delight. Ooh. <laughs> and it's right, it's right, wait until Ooh. the middle of a cold dark night. That was oh great. my oh, God! God. Right, right? Yeah! Yeah. I gotta stand up Hey, can I
0: try something? Wait <coughs> Hold on, hold on Can I try something? Yeah I want to do the Bugs Bunny thing Where he just holds his hand up And yeah. then we all start Leopold, singing Leopold, yeah, Leopold, yeah. Leopold. Okay. Leopold Are you ready? Here we go Ooh. Ooh.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Yes yeah. Leopold Leopold, Leopold Leopold hey, oh, wait, uh,
7: I'm doing the wrong You gotta help me so
1: You're,
0: you're
4: just your off ass yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you through. But
7: am I, do I need to go higher or lower?
4: Higher. Well, it depends on what you do. Same but you
7: keep pointing at me. What am I doing wrong? Am I too low?
4: I'll tell you. Right. I'll, I'll do like this if you're too high. Right, okay. Okay. And I'll sing your part
0: too. Somebody okay. in and said we should be doing this on a duck boat.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're on a boat.
0: Screw the
4: haters. All right. All right. So <laughs> let's try that again no, before, wait, we, good. before we learn the second part. All right. So There's a second part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we just did it, one whole half. Yeah, one whole half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so right. first notes again. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ready? Here we go. Okay. One, two, three, four. Gonna find my baby,
6: gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon. My motto's always been when it's right, it's bright. We in mm, the morning of cold dark night. <laughs> <laughs> the, words, the words are right there in front of you. I don't know that part. Can I hear this? I can't read? Yeah, hang on. I want to hear this. Find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon
9: delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait
4: until the middle of a got it.
3: Alright. <clears throat> Cheater. Mm-hmm. All
4: right, good. All right. Okay, so... uh, Now, the second part is By the way, this is
0: the first rehearsal of the River Valley Vocal Band, yes. if you're just tuning in.
4: Yeah. It is the yeah. first rehearsal. We want to be
3: ready for the state fair,
0: Justin. <laughs> okay, good. Right.
4: Yeah, this is the first rehearsal. Be gentle, everyone who's listening. All right. It's all good. Oh, they, know. So, they
3: know, they know. They support.
4: That was our first score. So, um, the second part is that uh, that I put in there is when everything's a little clearer yes. in the night. Yeah. Now, this is we where all we sing together. Yeah. Okay, good. All yeah. oh, right. right. Oh, boy. <laughs> so let's talk through the rhythm first. Oh, That's the most important thing. Okay, so everybody. You mean this is the hard part with, now? Okay. Yeah, this is the hard part. So I'll listen to me. Okay. When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. Okay. Okay, I'll do it again. And you know the night is always going to be there anyway. So it let's see that emotionless,
2: Justin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little dry. It's yeah, oh, we'll a little
4: dry. Okay, so do that with me. Okay. Ready, go. When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. Okay, next line. And you know the night is always going to be there anyway. I can't yeah. Get you. I can't do that. get, yeah. you. I can't get you. get you. So it's just basically what you have to to look at is the when and the and are two claps then you go okay okay
3: try it one more time
4: so three listen when everything's a little clearer in the light of day next line one two you know you're gonna ah that's it so so everything seems to be happening when everything's a little clearer in the light of day listen and you know you're gonna
3: Okay, got gotcha.
4: You yeah. You have to anticipate the right. the, the.
8: You
0: know the, know the night is always
14: gonna. You be know there, it's there gonna anyway. anyway. What are you an idiot? Need? Come on. Yeah.
4: So, girl, we can't
0: get much better.
14: <laughs> 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 All right.
0: Okay, so let's try it.
2: Okay.
4: One, two, three, four. When everything's a little
8: clearer in the light of day.
2: Hey, hey.
3: And you know
4: the night is always gonna be there anyway. The right. lyrics are right there. No. Oh! oh, Alright. Okay, so your second note. So the first note you started on was
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> so these these are your first notes, right? The second note that you go up to is going to be the first note of the second part.
3: Huh? Okay. Yeah, The second note in the first yes. part is the oh, first, first note okay. in the second part. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I got
4: it. <laughs> you got yeah. that? that I got great. you. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm like... So. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, Jaws, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Jaws. Is that right?
2: Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm starting it. Uh, uh,
3: so it'd be...
4: Uh, when everything's a little clear... So listen, oh, right. I'll start with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, Steve, right. I'll start yeah. So it's just, you're just going to go back down. When everything's a- da, 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 in the light of day. You got it, man.
2: Good.
4: And you
3: and so know the now... night is going to be there anyway. Perfect. It's
2: always going <laughs> to be there.
8: <laughs> it's always going to be there anyway.
3: It's going to friggin' be there anyway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got it. Perfect. I'm awesome.
4: So for you, it
7: okay. You got me going too high. Night, okay. That's really high. Is that for high me. for you? I think so. You I'll can
4: do it with me. I'll, I'll, I'll sing it with you. All right, fine. Three, four.
9: <laughs> everything's a little in the light, okay. It's too high. No. I think you, it you is. You're doing it. You're doing, got, it. Really? You to, you're doing right, it. You have to yeah,
2: breathe. Yeah. You got to
7: right.
3: breathe. Right. You know what? Right. Right. I feel bad because you had to follow me, and I know you're nervous now. I know. I am.
4: So, Steve, you got your part. When. Right? It's when. when everything's a little clearer in the light of day. You there you go. So, and, Kathy, I'll do it with you. Okay. So, and Steve, do it with me yep. as well. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's it. Those are the Sorry. When. When everything. Okay. Ready? Three, four. When.
9: Everything's a little clearer in the light of day. That's right. Kathy.
4: You got it. And God damn you. <laughs> All right. I think I got it. So the next right. one will be, I think it's, a, it's a F and as well. When everything's, when, sorry, everything's a little clear in the light of day. You actually have to move. That's you, Nick. You okay. I'm, I'm, you. I'm working on the words. <laughs> so, so your part is. Okay when everything's a little clear in the light of day so
8: this I'll is sing the, the note. note he's singing mm-hmm.
4: Nope. Mm-hmm. no no <laughs> awesome. mm-hmm. when 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 <laughs> when, <laughs> when when when
8: no you went too high overshot do it again
4: when, when When everything's a little little clear clear. in the light of day. There you go, man. Good.
12: When when
4: everything's a little clear in the light of day. Awesome. And Preston, you would just do the same thing as Steve, but an octave below. Really? Mm -hmm. When everything's a little little clear. clear in the light of day. Yeah. And you know the night Is always gonna be there anyway Yeah, alright All right. Yeah, we are going to try it out? Yeah Now we'll go slow oh god, All right. this is
0: gonna be horrible well, Who am I
4: doing with? Uh, you would be the melody, so Yeah, it's the easy. main
0: melody You stay on that
4: Yeah, I think so You'll uh, know so it. I think you, yeah, yeah. You, you'll feel it You'll know um, it. So Wait oh, right. you happy? Me, me, me When, 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 when is Steve? When this is everybody. Uh, All right, I feel It's going to be a home run. When. And this is you, Preston. Uh, Ray, Ray. All
2: right, ready? First right. notes, first notes. Win. Oh, when. no. When. Right? Win. Win Win. Don't have it. Win.
9: Now you do. Win.
4: Win. Oh. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick. When. You're killing us, when. man. Can you help him out, Casey? Win.
9: Win.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, I'm, calling no! I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Get the hell out of here. I we think put this it. P- I, th- I think this part we need to work on off air. No. We're almost there. Let's try it once. On.
4: Try it once. All right. Are we losing? Or are the no, 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 no. No, go ahead. Okay, all right. good. All right. First notes? Yes, let's do it. When... When... <laughs> Does it suck that bad? When... It's, it's off.
9: When... When When. All
3: right,
2: let's try. <laughs> let's just okay. go for it.
3: Let's go for it.
9: Three, four. When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. Oh, my God. And you know the night is always going to be there anyway. <laughs>
4: it's, it's not
9: like, bad. It's, almost,
4: it's, it's not bad. It's Gregorian. <laughs> You're it right.
9: is. You're Gregorian
4: right. hits. little Gregorian hits.
0: Uh... I quit the band.
4: Really? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm excited. i, hey, look, I, I the first part. Was good. The first part. It's a twenty-minute segment. That's all we get. <laughs> <laughs> so the first part was great. So if we want to go back and just do that for
2: possibility, let's just do the
0: whole sake. thing. Come on. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Let's do our, our first and only performance yeah. of the entire yeah. song. Man, I was. I, I think I we'll get the I first, Nailed it. We'll definitely get the first part right. All right. Wish, give, us, give us the key, uh, uh, if you don't mind, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mm. All right. See, we'll,
9: we'll Everybody else. else. All right, here three, we go. Three,
6: four. Ooh. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My models always been when it's right, it's right. Why? Wait till the middle of a cold,
2: dark night. We'll, we'll, And there it goes! Slight train wreck. Slight... (laughs) 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 Wow!
8: That was so good.
2: It oh was right. so good. Oh, no. there's,
4: there's only so much I can teach. <laughs> I know. From Where? the top again. From the top. Okay. From yeah. the top. Last time. You know, and, and push through. I would right. say push through. It's going to be funny. <laughs> if nothing just else. Okay, okay. Not. just do it. It'll be funny if nothing else. Okay. <laughs> okay.
8: Just do the, we're doing the whole thing. Okay. Okay, ready? <laughs> that's it.
4: <laughs> and then at the end, just do Afternoon Delight. Okay. Whatever it is. <laughs> afternoon <laughs> Delight. Yeah, okay, that's it. it.
2: Okay. okay. Put a
4: nice bow on it. Okay. Okay. This is your kid, I'm Kathy. I'm just calling you Kathy. Kathy, mm, Steve Nick, and mm-hmm.
2: Preston. All right, here we go. So three, four.
4: Boom. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, stop, stop, stop! I totally screwed you on that right. one. One, two, three, four. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna
6: grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been. It's right, it's right, why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night When everything's a little clearer in the light of
9: day And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Afternoon, Afternoon delight, yeah!
7: We did it. We're amazing. Please me! One?
6: Yeah, I need to hear that. I need to hear that back. <laughs> that
8: was awesome. <laughs> I wasn't even close to doing what I was supposed no, to. No, really? what that
3: was was better.
6: <laughs> we did.
3: We took it. We we just, made it our own. We just invented a new form of music. Truly, Gregor
6: Pop.
0: Gregorian chants. Sorry, I just spit all the Red Bull out when you
6: guys hit the <laughs> wings. <laughs> I think our biggest supporter on uh, Instant Message has been Chuck, our uh, assistant programmer. Oh, Chuck.
0: Yeah. And Chuck is usually the guy who is totally supportive with it. He is destroying us on Instant Message. I'm reading. Uh, new idea. You all shut up. Let Justin sing. Uh, guys, Rome wasn't destroyed in a day. Uh, make that Rome actually not too crappy. And then uh, Bill Weston, actually, for the first time ever, uh, Instant Message in and said, those ratings I spoke about yesterday, gone. <laughs> So there you go. Come on. Right, Haters.
3: Haters. Yeah. We tried something different. We you know can you blame us for having a
4: fallback career?
3: Yeah. Good. I think we were pretty way, even way split back. on
0: the test. Way back.
3: That was okay that last Look, one. considering
4: what? that you don't sing and and the fact that like we're talentless? this is the first time <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> no, hardly talented. But this is the first time you guys are doing it like and you're doing it live. Like, come on. That's fantastic. We should take a break.
0: Okay. we're going to come back. Justin, I think you're going to actually. Perform. Yeah, you're going to sing some, right? I, are, are you? I, I know you? that's what Nick I'm, had said. Give us something before
7: you that. go.
4: Um, uh, okay. What uh,
0: line of a song? Something. I don't know.
4: Uh, did, how about. Or you do this the way supposed time? to me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's yeah. hear it done right. <laughs> <laughs> gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been, when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night?
9: When, when everything's a little, a little clearer in the light of day. of day. Sing with me. Come on. And you know the night is always going to be there anyway. Oh, afternoon,
4: afternoon delight. delight. Yeah.
2: Wow. All
0: right.
7: Maybe we can come to Broadway with you. Yeah, why not?
0: If you want to uh, follow Justin on Twitter,
4: is it at Justin underscore Yeah, it's at Justin underscore Guarini, and then my website is just
5: Justin Guarini.
3: Listen, you're a good man for coming in and taking this pile of crap and molding it into the singing sensations we currently are.
6: (laughs) Wait a second. Is the band breaking up? I'm ready. I'm not ready to leave.
3: I think, uh, no. Once I have a taste, I've had a taste of (laughs) of success. Yeah. You know what this is? I realize there are times in life when you realize you have a gift. Today was one of those times. And <laughs> oh, then...
7: We obviously know the diva in the band now. Yes. Yeah. Preston. Preston.
0: Hey. So is yes. Yes. A Hands up. He is the one drummer. He is the drummer. One thing
7: goes wrong. He is the drummer.
0: I... I, it's uh, creative differences. That's all I'm saying. I can't work with you people. That's it. You know. I feel like I mean... I'm working with Scott Weiland. Yeah. That's it. Well, and, all and right Kathy Slash too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kathy Slash. No Gash.
3: Yeah. W- Gash.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh.
0: That's your name in the band from
2: now on. All right.
0: Anyway, Classy. Justin, you're a great sport. Thanks hey, my for coming pleasure. By. We Thank you so it. very much, Justin Guarini, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Right, a true right. professional. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay there.
5: Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity on demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly.
0: Are you ready for love and ready to get engaged? Then visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only or online at ihateStevensinger.com.
5: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: In our studio, we have uh, two gentlemen uh, that are stars of this show. Looks uh, looks like it's pretty damn uh, compelling.
2: It, it, I,
3: it might be the finest document on uh, organized crime in America that I've ever seen. I Inside, mean, it's, it's,
0: it's amazing. Inside the American Mob on Nat Geo. I want to welcome Michael Franzese and Salvatore Polisi to the yeah. show this morning. Gentlemen, welcome to uh, Philadelphia. Good to be here. Thanks for being here. You, uh, Nice. What, we've got. To, we were looking at your. Uh, well, I guess credentials, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And you guys were were deep inside the world of. Uh, and, and what is the popper phrase? I mean, the, the show is called the American Mob. Is it the Mafia, La Cosa Nostra? Or what, what do you guys prefer to refer to it as? La Cosa Nostra. Okay.
10: Uh, and you were you were deep inside this for most of your life. Well, well, my dad was uh, was the underboss of the Colombo family, and I grew up in that life. And then I spent almost twenty years there myself.
3: Michael, you were you were um, you were kind of the uh, um, you had a, a great business savvy, and that was your strong point in in the in the family. And you were up. You took, I guess, what is called uh, uh, the blood oath. So you were you were in deep and yet you were able to walk away from it as as, a, as you were, Sal. I mean, two of you. I mean, this is, from our outward perception, this is something that doesn't happen a lot, at least the way the movies depict the mob, and that's really the way we get a lot of our information. But
7: isn't it a little easier now to walk away?
11: Michael was really born into royalty. I yeah. was a street guy. I mean, I'm yeah. on the street, you know? Right, yeah. So uh, it's quite different. I think Michael, sort of, in a strange way, akin to... Michael Corleone. I mean, yeah. he's born into it. So, I mean, when you think about it, that's really his story. And his dad was convicted with my uncle in the '60s of bank robbery. So, you know, we had sort of remote connections. So,
3: you, I mean, now, now, and in, in the in the um, uh, in the series, they they explain how um, the different facets and how the families would would war and then sometimes work together and and how um, it, it, you know the process kicked in about dismantling it. But it's a, it's a fascinating way. Business is conducted, um, and and Sal, you're you're a, um, and this is a question I've always had. Do do you, when you're in the in the in the mob, or La Casa Nostra, and you see gang movies, like I know you're a fan of The Godfather. It's your favorite movie, right? Do you? take
11: tips from the godfather when you Well, watch. you know Are that's you... funny you say that it sort of endorsed us i mean uh in 72 i was 27 i'm a little older than michael uh that night that the movie premiered we went out and hijacked a truck to celebrate it and <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that's that what we did a
3: celebration <laughs> yeah yeah because and then you're, you're just just a huge fan did you then start because we've heard like with uh, a lot of criminals incorporate stuff from scarface into the way they act and the, the you know their outward appearance was that something you were doing as well? Barring from movies,
11: absolutely. I mean, that's what John Gotti did. Yeah, I mean, he was a Hollywood gangster, the first dot com Don. You know, mm-hmm. right, right. But right. Michael was at a different level. I mean, Michael grew up knowing Joe Colombo. I mean, I never got near there. It's like the White House. You know, he was. So, so you're on the streets now, now Michael.
3: You're you're you display a business savvy. You did a thing with um, it, it involved um, f- gas. Uh, ex- explain what what how you made a lot of money
10: for uh, for the uh, the family. Well, basically, we, I just devised a scheme where we would defraud the government out of the uh, uh, tax on every gallon of gasoline. And I ran that operation for about seven or eight years. And, and this, this was in, in, with with Russian mobsters as well? Yeah, I, I organized the Russian mob from uh, Brighton Beach. And uh, like I said, for about seven years. And basically what we did, you know, the tax on a gallon of gasoline back then was nine cents federal and twenty-five to thirty cents, state and local. Right. So, at the height of my operation, we were selling about a half a billion gallons of gas a month oh and pulling God. down close to forty cents a gallon. So you're so you're, a lot of money.
3: you're the golden child. I mean, you're generating a lot of capital. Yeah. Uh, for for the for the family. And your dad is 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 a much feared um, enforcer. And at at a point in your life, I guess was when you got married, you decided you had to make a change. You had to. You had to leave?
10: Well, you know, I spent a lot of time there and I became a major target of law enforcement. I got, you know, I went to trial five times. I beat a case with Giuliani uh, back in, uh, in 84, 85. And, you know, I met this young girl. She was a young girl of faith. I fell in love with her. And I just realized that, you know, if I wanted to spend my my life with her, that it was only a matter of time before I went down. Right. You know, you go to jail or you're dead. One of the two happened in that life. So as you're in this relationship, Mike, are you thinking, okay,
3: I'm falling in love with this woman, which means I'm probably going to get killed?
10: Um, well, I didn't think about getting yeah, killed, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. but, uh, yeah, I found, I'll tell you what, she swept me off my feet. What could I say? You know? yeah, yeah. So I made the choice and, uh, it was the right choice at the time because I don't know if you remember back in the eighties, Giuliani, you know, really declared war on the mob. He started it all. They started with that Rico indictment and they were indicting guys left and right and giving them a ton of time.
3: And a large so, part of the, 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 the series focuses in on his tactic, which involved as they explain in the, in the uh, in this series is instead of. Taking one person out, which would always seem to be that person would be gone and then they replace immediately with someone else to take entire chunks of right. people to get as many people at once as possible. And That was
10: Giuliani's tactic. That was the Rico indictment. Yeah. They used that. Uh, and I got to tell you about this series, and I've done a number of these. This is probably the best series on the mob, the most informative and the best, the, the, the most well done that I've ever seen. It clarified, it's I mean, terrific. because
3: as much as I'm fascinated, we all are, we all tie into these movies and read the books it clarified it in a way that I haven't seen clarified ever. Like, I think I have a better understanding and still it seems a bit of an
11: enigma.
7: Is there, when you live this type of lifestyle, can you ever actually relax?
11: No, no, not really. When you're in New York, the heartbeat, you pick up the heartbeat of New York, you're on the move. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just everything is nonstop. I mean, it's completely different. I left New York twenty nine years ago. I live in California. I feel like I'm walking slow and drinking a lot of water out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're writing you're writing
3: you're you're a screenplay writer now. Uh, I've done so some movies. You've done yeah, some movies, yeah. and that's where your focus is. You've also consulted um, for the FBI. You've you've uh, you got sure. up to Quantico and 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 lend your expertise as well. Yeah. Uh, when when you now you tried to get out of of the uh, of of the business, so to speak. You you moved upstate New York, but couldn't make ends meet, and you got back into it, and and. Um what were you? You were you returning evidence against a, a corrupt judge? How did you?
11: I was involved with a corrupt judge. I really didn't ever have to go to jail. All I had to do was keep paying him. And right. I decided uh, my two kids were in high school at that time. They were athletes. I got to get them out. I mean, I was close with Gotti. I coached his his kids and my kids. Pop a football, so I mean, you know, you have a love. Did for... that team ever lose? By the way, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we, yeah. <laughs> we had uh, influence. Oh,
3: nice. <laughs> what we, what was, uh, Gotti? an enigma, and they they talk about obviously extensively in, in the series. He he was not liked by a lot of people because he was very flashy, and and he he did. Exactly what you're not supposed to do in the mob, which is to draw attention to yourself.
11: He was the gift and he was the curse. I yeah. mean, really. I mean, when you think about it. But you know, you got to look at the, the series. The series clearly explains that ta- technology came at the right time. Yeah. Giuliani, technology, previous informants putting all that information together. You got to understand the law back then. You couldn't get what they call a title three going into a house to wiretap. You had to get authorization. Today, they can wiretap you driving your car, or going to the bathroom. I mean, you know, we got nine eleven. You right. know, the Patriot Act. So. Uh, Technology and crime was a lot different for thirty, forty years ago.
0: Michael, I want to ask you, as someone who, is, who was born into a family and, and into this uh, this way of life, it, it's funny because I have children, and slowly you see them start to realize, you know, who Daddy is and what he does for a living and stuff like that. Do you remember? Growing
10: up, when you realize that your family life was a little bit different than the average person, well, I realized that early on because my dad was my dad was the John Gotti of his day as mm-hmm. far as law enforcement scrutiny and all that. So I grew up, you know, my dad was under constant investigation. We always had, you know, ten agencies around my house, parks, <laughs> seven days a week. That's wild. And uh, you know, so I knew he was different early on. But you know, I grew up hating the police as a result. I mean, my dad was my hero growing up, and uh, the law enforcement were the enemy. And uh, so I grew up hating the police, hating the government. It was just the way I was, not that my dad taught me that way, but it was what I witnessed throughout my life, you know, and... And it took me uh, a long time to finally realize, you know, later on in life that they were the good guys, at least most of the time, and we were the bad guys. But you grow up with this distorted sense of view where good is bad and bad is good, so. And he's your dad. I mean, you're, you, you, you know, you look up to your dad. It's natural to do that. You know, he was a great father, yeah. great husband to my mother, very supportive of me. So, and my dad had a way of whatever was going on in the outside, he never brought it into the house. We were just, it was family stuff. But, you know, I grew up different. You know, cops on the end of the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, all that. <laughs> we, we've had a chance. Chance to talk to to people over the years
0: who have had uh, uh, ties with organized crime and been in it as well, and it's funny because sometimes you'll hear the stories and uh, they look back kind of um, uh, humorously and and fun, and it was a good time and all this, uh, and 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 romantically almost that it, you know it has that that that, that appeal to it. How, how do you guys look back at it? Do you look at back at it as wow? It was fun or, wow, it was really dangerous, and we shouldn't have been doing that type of stuff.
10: You know, you don't look at it as being dangerous. I mean, look, you know, we had it going on for a while. I mean, I had good times. I mean, I had my own jet plane. I had a helicopter. I had a couple hundred guys around me. So for a while, we had it going on. And, you know, you talk about the pressure. It was just normal to us. Right. It's just the way we lived. We lived with, you know... Uh, people trying to target us as far as the government is concerned. So it was just normal life. I mean, you didn't you know you didn't know any other world? No. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I wouldn't know what it was back then to be without pressure. Right. But that was just life. Mm. Well, I want to
8: ask you about the economics of all of it because it, it like the, the gas scam that you're talking about and the, the jets and the helicopters, um, regardless of what you do for a living, if you make that much money and you earn that much and you become comfortable in that lifestyle, that has got to be really difficult to walk away from. You, you're providing for yourself. You're providing from your family. So despite all of the danger, despite all of the pressure how difficult was it to walk away from that kind of a living that kind of a
10: money it was tough you know it's a it's a far fall from grace as they say but you know when at the height of everything, when I was starting to catch a lot of heat, and we were bringing in, you know, close to ten million dollars a week into my operation, what? ten million dollars a week, a week? And I'm figuring I got to shut this down, you know. But then I said, you know what? You get just a, you get as much trouble for a million dollars as you do for a billion, so I may as well keep it going. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. Michael, you you did it was ten years was the the, the, the longest stretch I, I, you did. In- I did eight on it. I got a ten year sense. I did eight on the ten.
3: And fourteen million dollars you had to. Payback and restitution. Yes. How did you? I mean, did you have that
0: at the ready to payback? Well, yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: um, okay. Were you well
0: protected while you were
10: uh, while you were in the uh, uh, when you were being uh, when you were incarcerated? Well, you know, they kept me locked down because when I made a decision to walk away, I didn't I didn't realize how public it would become. But Life Magazine blew it up and everything, so they kept me locked down for. Uh, Quite some time for wow. you know for my own protection. According to them, I kept trying to get out of the
11: hole, but they kept putting me back in. Wow.
10: Sal, did you were you um, were you friends
3: or did you know Sammy the Bull Gravano?
11: You know what? I left before Sammy came on. I I kind of went back. I'm a little older than Michael. I was in Lewisburg in that Goodfellas movie, right? And so there was guys like Carrie the Hunk, Hunchback, Rick Abini from Philadelphia, and, and Chicken Phil Testa. Back in the 70s, the mob was secretive, much like America. We didn't have all this, you know, all this media and all. I mean, it was very secretive. So um, it was a different life. And it really made it feel... You know, f- special and fascinating and and romantic when in fact it really wasn't. And to somebody
3: who's on the street and going up in your situation, it, it was it was seductive. Did you? There a movie just came out recently about uh, called The Iceman about uh, Kuklinski. Yeah. Uh, were, were you? Did you operate in it? Because he was labeled as perhaps the most sociopathic hitman yeah. of all time. Was
11: it was, bad guy, <laughs> bad guy, bad <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah. Found I mean... all kinds of ways to kill you. And it was funny. He answered to a guy named DeMeo, who was really bad. And uh, DeMeo, when when time came for DeMeo to get whacked, Castellano put the move out. Gotti was afraid of him. DeMeo was a madman. Read about him, Roy DeMeo. And and Gotti, so and uh, Sammy the Bull was
3: Gotti's main dude. Who was um, of all of them um, between both of you? Who was the biggest, craziest lunatic you both encountered in your years in the in the uh, in the moment?
10: Well, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, a lot of guys get that tag, but yeah. they don't act that way on the street. The okay. guys that act that way, the guys that don't last. So when you're on the street, mm. you you know you respect one another. You don't act that way. But Roy DeMeo was a little bit crazy, <laughs> and uh, you know I knew Sammy DeBull Bull well. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't a fan of his, and uh, I knew Nicky Scoffer well. Did that you is, as well? Yeah. You mentioned
3: that the Philly mob. How how much interaction did you have with uh, the mobsters down here with uh, with people in the? Uh La Nostra. I
11: yeah. didn't have much interaction. Basically, I played chess with Harrod Hunchback and <laughs> Phil Tester in Lewisburg. I mean, it was a great time. We didn't have telephones. Right. It was a different time there.
8: Hey, when you were in Lewisburg, did you ever go visit Bucknell University? That's where oh, I went to school. Geez. I used to listen
11: to the games. <laughs> 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 it's yeah. a beautiful campus.
3: <laughs> right? yeah. in, in fact, there was a hit you had out on a guy named Nick McElwain. But, uh, <laughs> I, I actually you know, spoke
10: but... to your student athletes there at Bucknell. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, really, you're you're yeah. a motivational speaker. Are you not? Yeah. Man, that
3: was the, like the.
8: the you're always afraid that the guys are going to break out of Lewisburg when you're on campus and you're in this protected, upper-middle-class
0: white world. <laughs> Michael, what do you cover in your motivational speeches? What, what What is that all about? What message do you deliver? Well,
10: when I work with uh, the NCAA and all the universities, I, I speak to the student-athletes about the dangers of gambling yeah. and how to get in trouble and the associations that they keep, You know how to watch out for that. And I've been doing that since I got out of prison in 96. But... Wow. Do you, do you do any
0: advocating against... Organized crime against people getting falling into that lifestyle. Oh,
10: absolutely. You okay. know, I look what I explain to people it's it's a uh, it's an evil life, and I'm not saying that the guys are evil because I'm not the pot calling the kettle black, I'm just blessed that I got out of it. But I don't know any family of any member of that life that hasn't been totally devastated. Wow, including my own, not, not my wife and kids, but my brothers, sisters, mother, father. I mean. It's a mess, and, and every family I know of, every member of that life is in the same situation. Are so you, life is tough. Are
6: you, are you still in danger now by any chance?
10: Um, well, let's put it this way. I mean, I can't go back to Brooklyn and say, hey, guys, I'm moving back to the <laughs> right, yeah. York. Know, I don't think I'd last too long. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, is anybody actively looking for me? I don't believe so. But you know, the guys that I was close with, like Persico and everything, they're they're in jail for the rest of their life. Right.
0: I, we do know of uh, of some uh, some active members, and we've you know, it's not too hard to find uh, people that that are involved in organized crime, and and we've had you know, even even met people here and that. And I know some people get a little bit nervous if you even just meet somebody who's involved sure. in life. But I have a feeling that look. You're not going to get if you don't do anything to piss them off. They're not going to waste their time to go, you know, do anything to you. I mean, you you, it's they, you guys need a reason in order to do something bad. Or I say you guys, but i you know what I mean by that.
10: Well, you know, the, the FBI comes to me every once in a while. They said, Mike, we got word from our informants. Your name is coming up a lot again. Be careful. They're talking about it. So you know, they're obligated to do that when they know your life's in danger. But I got to tell you this. Nicky Scarfer and I were going to, uh, I had the security guards union at one time. I I, I had control of them. And we were going to unionize the guards over in Atlantic City. Right. And so Nikki and I worked out a deal together. And guess who was going to help us with that? Who? You'll never guess. (laughs) Al Sharpton. (laughs) I love Oh, yeah. Al Al was. uh, He's always been a paragon of virtue. He was a gun for hire for us. (laughs) Wow. Okay. And he was going to get a bunch of his people and picket all of the the buildings and uh, all of the hotels. Yeah. I got stories to tell you about Al. I, I only wish one day I can be next to him and we can go back and. Forth. Oh, he'd he'd
3: crap a brick. If, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that, would, that would. You that have would, no p- idea. Yeah, yeah. Believe me. <laughs> um, is, so on on that witness. Uh, you you were both on witness protection for a while, and you both walked away from it, correct? No, I was never. You were uh, never on, but no, you were Sal. Yeah, I was. Yeah, a- and decided you it's. Do did you go? Is it as we saw in Goodfellas with Henry Hill, where they stick him in a prefab suburban situation, and uh, it's just ultimately
11: frustrating? Is that what they did with you? Or well, they stuck me in Texas and thought I was going to blend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so like country like right? you know, yeah. forget about it. I stuck out like a sore thumb. Luckily, my kids were great athletes, and I got out of it. Did, did you ever see the uh, the
0: Steve Martin movie?
11: my Absolutely. Blue yeah, that's you, right? The story about the Steve Martin movie is great. You know, Nora Ephron who died yeah. was married to Nick Peleggi, So as Nick interview interviewing Henry, she's in there listening to how funny it was, and that's how she wrote My Blue Heaven. Oh, no Yeah.
8: It's great yeah, stuff, wow. man. Wow. Hang so, out in San Diego. You yeah. seem really happy. Like like
3: for a guy who was in the life that you
8: yeah. I mean, you
11: smile a lot and you're cracking jokes at you Man. I live two or three lives already. I'm a happy camper.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well you know I, I sense that both of you obviously and you're, you're you're very candid about it, but that you've you've been actively attempting to to make Restitution for what you did and and that, you know, you, uh, uh, Michael, with uh, speaking to to people and, and motivational speaking and and, and and you, Sal, as well, um, was there, both of you, what was the one moment, the one second that you were there where you were thinking, okay, I'm dead. I'm, I'm th- this is it. This is where it all comes to an end.
10: Michael? Well, for me, I had, any, you know, uh, one of the dangers or the horrors of that life, I would say, you, you're you in trouble. You don't know it. Your best friend walks you into a room. You don't walk out again. Right. And uh, I had that experience one night, and um, it was scary. I'll be honest with you, you know, and, and uh, I was walking into a room. I didn't know if I was going to walk out, and people said, well, wow, what courage you had to walk in. It wasn't courageous. It was robotic, you know. Yeah. You just figure, hey, this is it. This is it. Wow. And, uh, and it was a friend of yours. Was it your was it your dad that brought you in, or was it you? No, just, it was you... it was a very dear friend, yeah. and uh, you know a guy I knew all my life. And as a matter of fact, after the experience, obviously I am here, so yeah. it worked out. You know they were grilling me over the gas business and money and all of that stuff. And but you thought you you, th- you thought you weren't coming out. I honestly didn't think I was going to walk out of the room. Right. And uh, when I got out, you know I got in a car with the guy, and he was my good friend. He drove me there, and I was ready to open up on him. I yeah. turned to him, I said, "Jimmy," and he says, "Wait, stop." He says, Mike, I got to tell you, you handle yourself well in there tonight. It could have been a real problem. And I got mad at him. I said, but you're my best friend. I know you all my life. You wouldn't tell me. He said, well, Mike, if it was the other way around, would you have told me? Yeah. And I thought a minute and I said, no. He said, well, you know, that's the life we live. Yeah. Jesus. So I'll tell you what happened. No. A year later, you know, a year later, they walked him into a room and he never walked out. Ah. Yeah. You know, at that point in the conversation, I would have my whoopee in my
3: left hand (laughs) and a pacifier. I mean, forget it. Sal,
11: how about you? Um, I was a little luckier. I mean... um You know, I worked a judge, and then I was hiding out quietly in San Antonio, right? And they came to me and said, we got a Gotti trial. We want you to be the best witness. You're a good storyteller. Somebody called me a raconteur. I said, what the hell is a raconteur? (laughs) (laughs) They said, you're a good storyteller. So I was the first witness in the first case. And I kind of laughed because he bribed the juror. And you know he walked. He and walked, became yeah. this became this megastar in New York. You know.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So you yeah. you didn't have the you didn't have the walking into the room thing. You were just stuck in Texas. Yeah, yeah. stuck <laughs>
11: in Texas. <right? laughs>
2: wow. Blending in.
3: Wow. Man, what what compelling stuff. And the the, this, the 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 series is is full of stuff like this. I'm almost done with it, but it's 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 riveting. And, and you're right. It, it's 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 yeah. quite possibly the best and most. Uh, it clarifies things. If you have questions about
0: how things operate it's very um you know it hand holds you through it so and and, and it's a uh, former you know made guys and informants and and fbi agents and the whole deal and it's a six-part event and it starts on sunday and you'll be able to see it on uh, on nat geo it is called inside the american mob gentlemen thank you so much for thank coming you. by thank this you. morning we appreciate it let's hear it for michael franzi's yeah. sal police guys awesome we're going to take a break we'll come back oh yeah, of yeah. can't leave without that stay right there
3: Yes. Why have you asked? Cage the Elephant. Call me when
7: you're ready to be
11: real. Like Madonna. Larkin Poe. Burn, burn, baby,
5: burn Rival Sons. We
9: move through the world like shooting stars across
0: the sky. Music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I'm excited about our next guest, man. He's a great actor. Been in so many great movies. I was just running down the, the, the list of films that we've seen him in. The Hurt Locker. <laughs> yeah. Awesome movie. Uh, the Adjustment Bureau gets knocked out in Million Dollar Baby <laughs> by Morgan Freeman. Uh, awesome in We Are Marshall. And uh, went up against uh, Eminem. Yeah, eight yeah. So we're gonna play this music to bring him on. And "Pain and Gain" is the next film. Let's welcome Anthony Mackie. Yeah. This morning, everybody. How you doing, man?
14: Well, I have to say, Kathy, your voice makes me think dra- traffic is okay. Thank you. I wish for traffic. You if can I deal would with it. That every morning. Yeah, that's cool. I have to say that. That's a compliment. <laughs> very cool. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming in today, man. It's no, a, thank you for having me, man. Very What's nice up, to Philly?
0: Meet you? Hey, and by the way, let me go to that because I know that you do have a, uh, a soft spot in your heart for the Phillies. You're a fan of the
14: Phillies. I'm a huge Phillies fan. I have to say, when you guys won the World Series, there's footage of this somewhere. I was asked on ESPN who was going to win the World series before the season started and i gave a, a specific breakdown of why the phillies would win the world series and you won wow yeah. uh, oh, very where, cool. where did your love for the phillies start uh, when i was a kid there was this tv show called mr ed Yes, yeah, Mr. Ed? Mr. Ed. I was love so, the Talking to us. Yeah, so Nick Nick Nickelodeon. And there was this commercial, and they were like, Mr. Ed, what do you who do you spend time with when you're not on the ranch? And he goes, Those Phillies. And he goes, Mr. Ed, who's your favorite baseball team? And he goes, Those Phillies. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I that is um, a bizarre way to come about it. But I that's got a cool. John Cruck t shirt. Nice. And because he was a big fat first baseman, I, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. love the fat guy. And I've been a Phillies fan ever since.
3: Are you athletic yourself? Because I mean, obviously you're in We Are Marshall and stuff. But I mean, are, are you? Uh, um, are you? Do you play do you any sport? I play,
14: I play baseball all my life. And uh, once I went to a school that didn't have a baseball team, I got on the Central Park, you know, over an outdated fat postman's <laughs> baseball team. That's and, the full uh, name. Huh? That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. A bunch of fifty year old dudes trying to get away from their wives. I played right.
6: in one of those leagues. It was a Sunday morning league. It was, exactly. it was a lot
14: of fun. Wooden bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was a it was a bucket of beer by every base. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time you get on base, when, when, you got to drink a
15: beer.
3: When you're on a set, obviously you're on an athletic movie. This movie, by the way, congratulations. It's getting rave reviews. Yeah. Thanks, it, thanks. It's, it's a real tour de force for everyone, including Michael Bay, who's they they saying this is, you know, he can really show his chops in this. But when you're on a set with guys who are athletic, yeah, do you shoot hoops? Do you, do, you, do you play games? you have downtime to do that? No, nah, you literally do push-ups in between
14: every take. I mean, because this movie, right? yeah, I'm, I'm usually 185, 190. For this, I got up to 213. Wow. Right? Right. I mean, a lot of protein, a lot of just pushing and pulling all day. Yeah. The Rock showed up and made me look like a 12-year-old Dude, girl. I, uh,
0: Casey and I went to uh, Monday Night Raw here uh, yeah. like a month ago, and, and The Rock sh- was there. The man is just—he's but you got to get
14: close to him. I mean, he's six three, six four. For this, he was training for WrestleMania because they were doing it in Miami. So he got up to about two forty five, two fifty. You
3: don't—it's—it's wow. it's impossible. You can't imagine
14: when you see somebody like that that. Humans are that big. Yeah, It's astonishing. My thing is, I have an issue. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it happened in childhood. But every time I see a man over six foot, I want to fight him. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So he shows up, and he's like six foot, and I'm like, I could kick his ass. I, I could take this you dude. You could kick his ass? So every yeah. conversation when he's like, what's up, Anthony? I'm like, what you trying to say, Playboy? You, you know, some of this? So, But me and Mark never had a problem. He's like, what's up, Anthony? Hey, man. Mark, Mark, how you yeah. doing? Mark though, you.
3: for his, for like, and uh, we've had him in the studio a number of times. He's he's a shorter guy, but man, that dude
14: can pack on muscle. And I think he, he, didn't he put on like 30 pounds? Yeah, he put on a lot of muscle. His true, true Bostonian right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. five foot eight, five 5'8", 5'9", and just all muscle. Will you use it? Because I know he actually has a line of weight gain out. Yeah, now. marked, Yeah, yeah, yeah Mark, yeah. He Mark was, has a
3: whole line of supplements and stuff. Yeah,
14: and that's how he got so big. He was training for that when we were doing the movie to do, take all the pictures and do all the interviews and stuff. So he got really wide, man. He, he got a lot of gains.
8: Casey and I saw the movie last weekend, uh, and going into it, I, and I'd seen the trailer months ago and I was looking forward to seeing the movie as soon as I saw the trailer. And so uh, going into it, I thought that The Rock and Mark Wahlberg were the stars, and they are. But really, it's, it's a four-piece ensemble. It's mm-hmm. you, Anthony. The um, the Rock, Mark Wahlberg, and Tony Shlub. And yeah. you guys all have what I really liked about the movie. You all have your backstories. You all right. have narrated at some point. So it's not just you're some ancillary character that's Mark Wahlberg's sidekick. Mm-hmm. You're a star of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
14: mean, you know, it's people go to movies... To see Mark and Dwayne. I get that. Yeah. You know, I'm at a place in my career where I have more growing to do for people to go see a movie because of me. But I do have a target audience. I do have a bunch of people who go to movies just because I'm in it. So, you know, I'll be happy for those people to see this movie.
3: And the one thing that we got to say, and, and Casey and, and uh, Nick were pointing out that uh, as you watch the movie, and I, I desperately want to see it, we'll see it, uh, it's a true story. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, what you're seeing is, is so mind bogglingly. And I remember when this was breaking in the news. Yeah. But now you learn all the nuance and stuff. And, and and Nick was saying there's actually a point in the movie where, A reminder pops up. All all of a sudden, it's like,
14: this is a true story. This is a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have anything to say, Kathy? I'm just looking
7: at this picture. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
14: you know, a lot of protein, a lot of baby oil. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Johnson & Johnson right there. (laughs) No, you know what? It's the most uncomfortable thing when you get that big, you know, because there are certain things you can't do. You know, getting off the couch is an issue, you know? it's it's it's, And you You, spend so much time in the bathroom. (laughs) It is the most... Because you're eating... Ten oh, meals eating, a day. Yeah, you're eating six meals a yeah. day. So literally, as soon as you put something in, you got to let something out. And it's right. like, oh, man. No, but it's rough.
6: The movie, the, the story was told great. You know, like, I yeah. mean, it, you, you know that you're going to get pinched at some point, you know. But for some reason, and, and your characters are pretty reprehensible. Your character's super lovable. It's yeah. like you're the most innocent of, of, of the three. Um, but you know they're going to get pinched at some point. But for some reason you're just hoping everybody gets away with it. <laughs> right. You're hoping that you get away with it. That's a good sign. That's
3: a
14: good sign. But that's what's so great. Even no matter how heinous these crimes are, you want these guys to get away. And that's why it's so much fun. I mean, there's a movie uh called True Romance. Yeah. yeah. And this is in the vein of true romance, I feel. Because it's a movie about the American dream. You I was know?
3: I was reading a review that says actually this movie, what this what true romance was to Tony Scott, who had done the big blow-up yeah. things. This is for Michael Bay, shows that with a the- character driven story and his incredible cinematic flourishes that it can work. So yeah, yeah it it's yeah. getting great buzz.
14: No, it's fun. I mean, it's 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 a movie that works on all accords. I mean Michael found this pro- found this story twelve years ago and then you know, worked on it for a long time, gave it to Dwayne, gave it to Mark. And then I met him two and a half years ago. And he was like, you know, I have this idea for this story. I want you to read it and tell me what you think. So I couldn't believe it was a true story. I mean, it's <laughs> so ridiculous and it's so outlandish. And if you read the actual uh, Miami Suntime story, this is the PG version wow. of what actually happened. I mean, th- these guys were so far left that you could not fathom something like this could possibly
3: it happen. I guess it shows you what roids can do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay out the gym. <laughs> yeah, so,
8: yeah. You know, it's, it's it's crazy out there, man. And they're not, they're not afraid to show what that does. I mean, there's just, there's steroids and, and yeah. throughout the movie, and uh, you guys do get big, and um, Wahlberg drives a, a Fiero, a red yeah, Fiero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and perfect. Old it, school.
14: With Scooby-Doo uh, seat covers.
8: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. At one point, it, they cram you, The Rock, and Mark Wahlberg into the Fierro.
14: Right. And I'm like, man, that, I don't How
8: know if CGI nah, We
2: got
14: in a big fight that day because they were like, okay, Anthony, sit on Dwayne's lap. I'm like, I'm not sitting on his lap. I'm like, sit on his lap. I'm like, I'm not. I'll, I'll strap me to the top of the car. I'm not sitting on his lap. So it was, uh, we had a lot of fun. That's actually what we were arguing about when we were doing that because we were about oh, to get in the funny. car. And Mark's like, yo, just sit on his lap, man. But My... I'm like, negative. It's not happening. My friend had a Fiero
3: growing up. It was the headlights. He got, oh, man, I got a Fiero. He kind of drives up.
14: Healed, the headlights pop up and they never went down again.
0: Aww. Now
14: my sister's boyfriend had one, and one time he was like, "Yo, you know, I'm gonna drop your sister off. You just take my car and go home." So of course I just cruised the neighborhood, right? Turn the radio up, <laughs> sure. and I hit a pothole, and that car never ran again. Wow. Wow. Everything yeah. just fell out of the bottom.
4: You
3: were Double. legendary for that, yeah. but that that shows that shows attention to detail. That's quality, that's right? Anthony,
4: yeah. I, I have
0: to point out the fact that you're gonna you're gonna step into. Uh, you, you were talking about your the progression of your career and you having a, a certain group of people that, that you know, will, will come out to see you in a movie, like like every actor does, but you're about to take it to another level of yeah. fanaticism because you're going to play the Falcon, yeah. uh, Marvel character. You're, you are now stepping into superhero territory.
14: Yeah, yeah. That's pretty damn cool, man. Uh, it's, it's really cool. I'm excited about it. I mean, I have been hassling Marvel for like the past five years about Black Panther, and I was like, you got to yeah. be Black Panther. I want to be Black Panther. Did- Make me... Black Panther doesn't does <laughs> Falcon Falcon predates Black Panther doesn't he No 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 Falcon came after Black Did Panther Did he? Okay Yeah Falcon got actually his flying capabilities from Black Panther Okay So so you know your stuff too Yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was never a comic book guy So when I got when they told me about it I called my brother and he gave me the, the whole out. spiel Yeah But um you know the Falcon had three incarnations throughout his uh, life in the uh, cartoon world and basically they took all three and crammed them together and came okay. up with the character that's in the movie, but it's pretty kick ass. Wow. W- when is production on that? Uh, I start Monday. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm so doing this. Chris Evans this and everybody. Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Sam Jackson, Robert Redford. Uh, it's it's like Avengers 1.0. Yeah, you know, 1.5. Well, so this,
0: will this put you together with the uh, Jeremy Renner again because he plays uh, Hawkeye? No,
14: Hawkeye won't be in this. Okay. But hopefully, right. if I'm in Avengers 2. too. We'll <laughs> <laughs> put you, Jeremy and I together. Where do you shoot? Where's the uh, where are you going on Monday? Uh I'm shoot I'm going to LA on Monday. We shoot there for a little bit and do all the stunt stuff and then we go to Cleveland and DC. Cleveland? Cleveland, man. Who knew? That's where the superheroes go. That's where in we Cleveland, go. That's where course. superheroes go to die. Uh,
0: now, I haven't seen the film, but uh, Casey, and Nick, have. it. Are there any good choreographed fight scenes
14: in uh, Pain and Gain, or that you might be involved in, or? No, Pain and Gain. We don't fight that much. Okay. There's a good. There's some pretty good uh, dealing with dead body scenes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I hope I've been telling Michael. I'm like the director's DVD cut. The original cut was like three and a half hours. Really? And it was so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's like two and a half hours into it, you're like, this has to stop.
6: I have a question then. Um, So the real life characters, were they that dumb or dumber?
14: (laughs) No, you know, my thing is this. If you look at these guys to get away f- to get away with a crime, you have to be really smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch the first 48 every night yeah. and I'm and like yeah, these yeah. guys are idiots. Yeah, you know, true. you know, but to get away with a crime, you have to be somewhat intelligent. And I think these guys they're really smart, but they got greedy. Yeah. And once you get greedy, I mean, they got caught because they were riding around in a dead guy's Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're riding around Miami in a purple Lamborghini, <laughs> people going to start asking questions, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. especially when you were a trainer last week. So, you know... I wouldn't say dumb. They just got caught up in it.
8: it you know, it's a comedy of errors. And, and there's a, a scene where the S starts to hit the fan, and, and but your character doesn't know it yet. And you and uh, The Rock are are dancing, and he's doing push-ups on a table. And, like, all, all of a sudden, hell starts breaking loose around you guys. But the way that it was shot um, was a way that I've never seen a scene shot before. And and mm-hmm. I, I think it was a really cool thing that Michael Bay did. He, he goes from one scene where you guys are seamlessly to where the other room where Mark Wahlberg is and and I found that really innovative.
14: Yeah. Yeah, what what Michael wanted to do when we first got on set. I looked at the rock and I was like this dude is I mean, I literally fell in love with him. I was like, I've never seen arms this big. I just couldn't... (laughs) Like, he would have his uh, makeup person come over and put baby oil on him. And I was like, I I need baby oil. (laughs) I was like, I need a baby oil person. Get me a baby oil person. So I hired Uh, me a baby oil person. And every time he would get baby oil, my chick would come over and put baby oil on me. So so we kind of incorporated that into the story. So with that scene, he's like, so what are we going to do? And I'm like, I just love him. I just love him. Just make him do push-ups. So... (laughs)
3: Now, now, had you you been
14: waxed at this
3: point? You were telling us before we came on. Explain the waxing story. That
14: was the last week. There was a a beautiful Cuban girl on set, which Miami is famous for. And she was a professional waxer. Which is, by by the way, bodybuilders all the time are waxing. All the 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 time. Body hair's got to go. One of the biggest clients now in spas are guys getting waxed and anal bleaching. Who knew? Oh, yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Got to keep it clean. Got to keep it pretty. So, you know, <laughs> so she's on set and she's talking and she's, she's like, you know, I got to teach Mark how to wax. And I was like, well, you know, I want to learn how to wax. Yeah. So she's like, okay, well, uh, you know, lay down and I'll wax you. And it was the most amazing and humbling experience <laughs> to have a woman get a handful of your junk and look you in the eyes and say, this is going to hurt.
2: <laughs>
3: is so intimidatingly awesome. Wow. <laughs> so let me ask you wow. about, about the Michael Bay thing, because he's, he's such a brilliant director technically but we hear that he's um you know he's a, he's a bit of a taskmaster he's, he's he, he wants the most out of you did yeah. you experience that is that good uh definitely yeah. i've
14: never literally michael bay is a professional right and literally he goes from one to ten in a heartbeat and he's always prepared so he does not suffer fools well right so if you're not prepared Literally, he kicks you to the side and brings somebody in that can do your job. So I've never seen someone say, like, do this. And someone's like, well, I can't. he say, okay, step aside. Boom. Next person in. Um, and we, I we, think we that's why guy did he did a bad rap.
3: He was very, he was very nice. Yeah, I mean, really he was, a, good guy. And, and, and a movie lover. But... When you have budgets like the kind of budgets he's used to yeah. dealing
14: with, yeah. there's a lot of a lot It's hardcore. Cool. I mean, yeah. somebody give you 200 million dollars and say make it happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, somebody give me $20 and say make it happen, it's a problem. So, you know, I mean That's your waxing money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. $35. $35, oh,
6: $35. Before you got here earlier this morning, Preston was sort of going through your bio and going through all of the pictures and you and he was it was so funny to watch. He's like, "Oh, he was this guy in this. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I forgot. I'm yeah. like, yeah, he was in Real Steel. I forgot that too.
0: Yeah, you know, you, I mean, you, there there are a lot of smaller roles that you have, and it's like that's who he is. Man, yeah, I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, and and you know what's great though is you, uh, every role that I've seen you in, there's been. Something that I take from it—you're not just a throwaway character. It's something that you've added to it that's gone, Thanks, uh, made it a memorable character. There are, are no small parts. Right? Well, that, Very that good. was that was going to be my true. question: Are the are the
14: small roles are they as cool as as the bigger ones? I mean, definitely. I, be, yeah. I mean, I learned early on in my career when I did Eight Mile. That movie, I had four lines, and I was supposed to be there for three days. And it actually turned into what it turned into. You wow. became the main nemesis. Yeah, I mean every yeah. day Curtis Hansen would come to me and be like, "So can you rap?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah, I can rap." You give me 24 hours, I can fly an airplane. <laughs> you know. So you know, from that I learned you always take a small opportunity and try to build on it. You know. And the the funny thing about it is if you the the lead guy, unless you're playing Abraham Lincoln, the lead guy is never the best part. Right, It's right. always the second or third lead because those are the guys you always remember and have the cool stuff to do. Right. So, you know, even with Adjustment Bureau or 8 Mile or anything, I always like playing those smaller roles because it's the most fun. And you're in in three weeks and out in three weeks, you know, and that sucker got to stay there for three months. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, so. the, the char- they call them the character actors. The exactly.
3: People come in and, and, and populate. Now, when, you ha- when you're like a Will Smith and, and the weight of everything is on you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously that comes with his benefits as well, but the guys who have the longest careers, yeah. and yeah. mind you, there's just a handful of people in that Tom Hanks, Will Smith, up there category. The guys who are character actors.
14: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, if if you look at it, they call them character actors, but I feel like every year when you watch the Oscars, the best category is the Best Supporting Actor category. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. those, you know, the Best Actor you pretty much know who is going to be, but the Best Supporting Actor category is always the guys who give you the performances where you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that dude is. You know, if you look at uh, Stanley Tucci or William H Macy or Don Cheadle, Christopher you know, Waltz, just Chris one, yeah, thing. Right? exactly. Amazing. Every year they give you these performances that are fun to see. Yeah. So that's what I've kind of been striving for and looking for in every project I do. Wow.
6: Yeah, and and they never say, uh, oh, that Taya Leone movie bombed. You know, when she's, <laughs> like, yeah. the, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the Will Smith or the Martin Lawrence. <laughs> exactly. and, uh, that movie bombed. But exactly. Do you, besides, uh, besides painting game, do you have a favorite movie that
14: uh, that you've been in? Um, I would say my favorite on set experience would have to be Real Steel. Mm-hmm. That was the most surreal experience I've had shooting a movie really? because those robots were real. So you would be on set and a nine foot tall robot would come walking by. Wow. How did and, they? How did they do that? Well, they they built them. They hired this company. The dudes built these robots, and like, three or four of them would actually move. So they had like audio animat. Did they guys in them control? No, them? No, 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 no. They were remote control. Holy! So Christ. it was freaky. You're standing there, you know, and, and it, it took me a few days. Yeah. Because you know, I'm a firm believer in you know. We created computers. Computer, the Matrix is real. So so I'm like, yo, I'm not getting within five feet of this robot because he's gonna snap and kill everybody in the room. You know, so I'm gonna just chill over here. But it was real. Still, was probably the most surreal experience I've ever had. But as far as fun, yeah, nothing will ever. Touch 8 Mile. I mean, that was my first time I got per diem. I mean, that was the first time anything. You know, it was those battle scenes and the way it was shot and everything about it. Just being in Detroit at that time and being associated with Eminem. Yeah, was the greatest experience yeah. anyone. I mean, he, I mean,
3: that was he was at the pinnacle. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, everyone was sort of like, "Oh, is this going to be a real deal? Is this going to exactly. be like a Purple Rain? Is this what yeah. is this going to be?" Like, it was a re- I mean, I was not the biggest Eminem fan at that time but when yeah. that movie came out. I was like, okay. Yeah,
14: is- and he was such a cool dude. He literally let everybody know in town that we were made men. So <laughs> everywhere <laughs> we went, people were like, "Hey, oh, let this guy in," <laughs> right. you yeah, know. Yeah. So it was. I, wow. It was a surreal experience, and we got per diem. I mean, somebody yeah. come to you every Wednesday and be like, "Yo, my man, it's four hundred dollars. <laughs> Do whatever you want with that. It's all good." You know, yeah, yeah. so it was God. There's nothing awesome. like that,
0: dude. I could talk to
14: you all day
2: <laughs> I, because now, now I want
0: to ask you about Clint Eastwood and and, uh, and working on Million Dollar Baby. Uh, real quick about that, it, I I've heard, and we we have actually heard that a lot of uh, Clint Eastwood style is is kind of a one take thing. Yeah, like like we'll just all right. Here's here's the, here are the lines here's the setting let's go all right got it done was it was it like that
14: uh definitely wow. um the only time we it was like we would show up on set and we would rehearse And the first day I showed up, we were doing a scene where we were basically hazing Hillary Swank. It was Michael Pena and I, who's another amazing actor. And, you know, he's like, all right, done. Turn around. And I was like, yo, Clint, that was rehearsal. Can I get another one? And he goes, all right, everybody take a break. Anthony, let me talk to you for a minute. And I'm like, I'm getting fired. Clint (laughs) is going to fire me. Dirty Harry is going to take me outside and let me go. Right? (laughs) So he goes, you're a good actor. I'm like, thanks. He was like, I watched your tape and, you know, I hired you because you're a good actor. I said, thanks, man. And he said, well, if you're bad, it's because of me. Okay. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> but, he's like, so moving on. I say, yeah, moving on. Let's let's go to the next setup. Let's wow. do it. And so, that was so it. So he, he's
3: basically saying, I have trust in you. You're not right. here by accident. Exactly. And you then, deserve I, to be
14: here. You an know?
3: And the actors, wow. the actual, other actors we talked to, him, the work to them said that, that you're, uh, you know, like there was story that stories of Brando would just did hand him the page or, or tape the dialogue on something, or, or, you know. Yeah, well, he was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, just to get
14: that real, here's how I'm saying it, way. But you have to know Morgan Freeman is a bully. He was literally, every time we would do a take, and he made Clint Eastwood do it over and over again. And he was punching me for real. Really? And if you watch the scene, every time he would punch me, he would laugh. And he would go, pow, pay your dues, pow, pay your dues. And I'm like, this dude is beating me up, and no one cares.
2: No one.
14: At the end of the day, I was like, Morgan Freeman just beat me up, and no one's saying anything. You know? I'm like, that's just, that's not cool. So to this day, every time I see Morgan Freeman... He looks at me. He goes, "Huh? You want some more?" It's, it's awful, man. I it's awful. Kick your ass, exactly. And that's that's who he's yeah. a bully, man. Right. He's uh. a bully. <laughs> wow.
0: All right. Well, listen. The movie is out on uh, on Friday. It's getting rave reviews. Yeah, uh, our own have seen it here and said it's an awesome movie. I'm going to get out and see this flick. So make sure that you do check it out. It's got some heavyweights and, uh, and the names to uh, uh, to lead at the box office, but it's the goods from what we understand. Which is just, really absolutely. just
14: think spandex and baby oil. All right. That's it. And That's waxing it. And thank you.
0: <laughs> for a good part, for a part of that, Anthony was completely shorn in
14: the <laughs> Loving
0: every minute of it. Man, it's been a pleasure to meet you. You're a very charismatic, very cool guy, and we appreciate it. Thank you, you guys for today. having me. I
14: appreciate it. Let's go it Phillies, go Anthony
0: Phillies. Maggie. And he's the Phillies fan. <laughs> Anthony,
1: <laughs> Anthony Mackey. All right.
0: We gotta take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Stay right where you are.
1: Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop. like t-shirts,
5: hoodies, and tank tops.
1: With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, all with the MMR attitude. You expect
5: Plus a few things to keep your pie hole
1: happy, like coffee mugs and masks. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe.
0: Our next Mm. guest is ready to go, promoting the movie Rush. Definitely want to see this. Yeah, the world of Formula One racing. Looks pretty intense. And Ron Howard at the uh, director's helm. Yeah, but we geek out a little bit on Thor. Yes, obviously awesome beyond belief let's uh welcome ladies and gentlemen Chris Hemsworth yeah. yeah. this morning Chris good morning sir good morning how's it going uh, wonderful how are you I'm doing very good excellent yeah. well let's uh, let's dive right into rush before we start comic geeking out on you sure. uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. you know what I, I was reading the uh the story behind the uh, the rivalry uh the two people that are that are featured in this film it's uh, a true story yeah and I, you know what? It's a little before my time. It was nineteen seventy six ish. I do yep. remember from my childhood, uh, Jackie Stewart in the <laughs> yeah. world of racing. Uh, yep. But this was this was a. I mean, these guys were the absolute.
3: This was the Jimmy Connors, yeah. John McEnroe rivalry of Formula One. Correct?
12: Yeah, absolutely. And it was right at the heart of the, you know, the glamour and glory of Formula One. It was sexy, and these guys were absolute rock stars, and uh, and and the danger too. You know, a number of them. We dying a year in the 70s. I, th- I
3: think it was like two, two or three would die per racing season. Correct?
12: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which there was a 20% chance each time these guys got in the car that they were they, they wouldn't, you know, come back out and uh, they live with that that looming threat of death. You know, it's a pretty intense kind of statistics. It's yeah. a,
3: it's astonishing. I mean, you, you talk rightly so about these 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 guys were of a rock star level. You. You actually look like a rock star with the flowing blonde hair and everything. Ron Howard got his start directing. I think he, he started doing car chase movies, low-budget stuff for Roger Corman. He loves this stuff, clearly. And he he did, for Cinderella Man, he brought a reality to boxing that we hear he brings to Formula One racing with Rush.
12: Oh, absolutely. And and he, he said the same thing about, um, you know, when he did Apollo 13 and just being... So scared about showing it to the, the the space NASA community, right? And and it's the same deal when he showed it to the Formula One community. He got the same response, which is standing ovation and, and huge applause and and, and such a, an affection about what he had done. And that's his thing. he doesn't need to be, you know, a lifelong fan of a subject to be able to focus on it and tell the story. He right? Just you know, he, he knuckles down and has an obsession about making it authentic, but making it the appeal to people outside that industry. And then that was, you know, it kind of transcended the, the Formula One world as, you know, as Apollo 13 did with the space community.
0: Hey, uh, Chris, I'm, uh, I'm I'm sure that, uh, you know, in playing James Hunt, you in while filming the the movie had to, you know, or got the opportunity to get behind the wheel of a real Formula One car and drive it around a little bit. But I'm curious if they have two-seaters and did they put you in one with a a professional driver and really take you out for a spin?
12: I had uh, a couple of the, the Precision drivers, um, the, as our sort of intro, take us around um, a, a track in, in the UK, and it was uh, it was intense, man. You, you, I mean, you're driving the things, you absolutely understand kind of the addiction, and you go, wow, you know, all this power at your fingertips, and you feel every vibration. But when you're sitting in a car with one of these guys, um, and this wasn't a Formula 1 car, it was some other souped-up vehicle, but... The the speeds these guys attack corners with and and what have you. Every second you're thinking that's it, we're dead. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's come this, you know?
3: and it. I apparently they employed all sorts of new technology to, to capture it as effectively as, as they did with this. When you're when you're traveling at that sort of speed, <laughs> do, do you pussy out, as it were? Do you say slow down? I mean, did you have any moments where you're like, oh my god, okay, this is too much. <laughs>
12: Oh, there were certainly moments where, I think, you know, when we were driving ourselves or when I was driving and you, you you know, you start to sort of go, this could go horribly wrong if I don't kind of... (laughs)
3: Sure, (laughs) sure. I mean, it's, it's natural.
12: Oh, and you start to buy into your own hype of, oh yeah, I'm playing a race car driver. I am that guy. I'm, <laughs> I have the skill level, and <laughs> right. you're quickly reminded that you don't. You know.
0: Hey, Chris, I have to admit that I that I uh, will, with my children from time time and time to time, invoke Thor.
12: Uh, they uh, <laughs>
0: if they're if they're squabbling, if they're they're bitching about something, I I swear I will turn to them and go, you humans are so. Petty, <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta throw it at them. Um, it
12: works. How do they respond to that? Oh, they laugh
0: at it. You know, I mean, it's, it does. It does absolutely nothing. But I get a kick out of it. Um, no, but uh, what a great, what what a cool character to uh, to play. And uh, obviously, you got another Avengers movie down the road. What's the status
12: of that? We finished Thor two, which comes out this November, and then mm-hmm. we go straight. You'll come February um, next year. We start Avengers and. Wow. Um, I haven't read the script yet. I don't know that it's it's completely finished, but I'm, I'm as excited as as I think everybody else. You know, I that, I became a fan of that that whole world and the comic world and that story, and which is strange when you're that close to it, but you can't not help but get swept up in it. You know, especially with that that group of people.
3: Oh, and the coming attractions for for the for the second one look phenomenal, and and you and the the reviews on on Rush have been uh, stellar. So. Think things were on fire for you.
12: Yeah, oh, thank you, mate. I, yeah. Ron and I were talking about it, and, and he just said, "You know, you get one of these or two of these in your career where people appreciate, you know, or have such an affection for, for you know, for a film." And and uh, I just feel so lucky to be a part of this with Rush. It's, it's crazy. And
6: what else are you doing now? If you don't start filming the Avengers in, in February?
12: Yeah, I, I just did a movie with Michael Mann. It was a <sighs> uh, he's great. It was yeah, shot all through Hong Kong, Kuala Lumpur, Jakarta and that was fantastic and then jumped straight into another film with with Ron Howard called In the Heart of the Sea which is based on the true events that inspired Herman Melville to write Moby Dick. That and is
3: a that is an uh, unbelievable story. There was a true yeah, a lot of people don't know this uh, Chris, but there was a true story attached to a whale ramming a ship and and yep. uh it it's it's oh that's fantastic. That's that's got to be uh, amazing. So uh, well, yeah, I'm just fun. going to be seeing a lot of Chris Hemsworth movies, apparently. For <laughs>
12: Sorry, you, you'll be sick of me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> not already.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, we're big fans. Thanks, Chris. And we'll look for Rush uh, in theaters. Thanks so much, guys. You got to take care. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. I loved Thor. I really, um, of the whole uh, Marvel movies, that was the one going into it. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. I loved it. Yeah. It was fun. And his over-the-top bravado as Thor just sold it all he's the way got, around. He's got it. He's got the screen presence. You may have seen our next guest in <clears throat> everything. Uh, <laughs> Literally. He's been in
5: tons of stuff, yeah. uh, from uh, movies to
0: TV to commercials. And last night, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was on Fox. And uh, Andre Brower and Andy Sandberg, nice cast. Yeah. This gentleman, one of the stars. Please welcome Mr. Terry Crews. Yeah. Back good to, to be to here, Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia, man. How you doing, bud? It's all good. It's good. Uh, and uh, a former member of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's as me. Well. That's me, man. Did you have a good time while you're here?
13: Yeah, you know, it was kind of sad. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> uh, I was, <laughs> I was in the Holiday Inn across from Veterans Stadium on oh. Christmas Day. Oh boy, uh, all by myself. I remember uh, I just I got cut uh, from the Redskins, sitting out, and there I was. I got picked up. I was able to be there with Ray Rhodes and the guys for the play. And we got beat uh by the 49ers that year and uh I was sent home. That was that was my the extent of my whole Philadelphia. <laughs> but then it comes acting
3: to save your
13: uh your life. Sometimes basically, getting right? fired is right. the yeah. best thing that can ever happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? All right, so Joe
6: Flacco's uh wife had a baby, and my wife's like, Oh, Joe Joe Flacco's wife just had a baby a half hour ago. Do you think he's gonna play? I go, Dick, he's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Of course he's going to play. Unfortunately, yeah. the baby and everything else, when you're an NFL football player, I mean, you really have to have some really extenuating
13: circumstances to miss a game. No. See, you have to act like you care about the rest of your life. That's (laughs) really You you do. You're like, man, my mama died, but uh, I'll be in practice tomorrow. I I mean, I swear to you, man, you have to go through that whole. And you know what the weird thing is? I'm I'm about to tell on a lot of people. It's kind of crazy. Let Uh, it go. The weird thing is, is after a loss... You have to do the sad face. Yeah, you have to be like, "Oh man, this is a mess." <laughs> and you go get that check the next day. You see me like, "Yeah, <laughs> well, man,
2: what are you doing
13: now?" <laughs> 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 you're, like, you're so spot on because it's
3: real. They've all got that look. They've oh, got the road answers. They've got oh, the deal. But yeah. I,
13: I should hand it. out Oscars in the locker room. Yeah. You know what's oh, so funny man, when I watch I'm...
2: the when I watch
7: the press conferences? I often I will think that I'm like. Does he even really care? Yeah. No!
13: I'm to reveal this <laughs> oh. to you, man. I'm going to let the, the best-known secret out, period. Yeah. And, and yeah, especially, you know, I yeah, I,
0: we, we did it for the city. We did it for the fans. <laughs> and, I know.
13: And this check right <laughs> here. Hey,
2: just, yeah, all I got to say
13: is, Monday night, just check them out. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> are twerking you, somewhere, yeah. okay? And they just lost. That's uh, so funny. What do you think about the, that Hard Knock series on HBO? Do you watch any of that? I watch it, man. You know it's it's one of those things. I, let me tell you, I got mad when they cut Ocho Cinco and yeah. they put the camera in the, the meeting when they cut him. I thought, you know, brutal. Yeah, is, you know what, hey man, be careful, man, because people go postal right now, dude. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a very sensitive thing. Can you imagine a camera at your workplace when the guy fires you yeah. and then they just put it out? And you know, just because you sign your contract, they can put that out anywhere. Yeah. That's kind of wrong, dude. I was like, who signs up for that? You signed up to play football. You didn't sign up for that. Did that resonate though, as being accurate to your experience overall? Oh, it's overall? totally yeah, accurate, yeah. dude. They They bring you in because it's a psychological thing, man. You know, they sit you down. In front of the coach, the coach tell he's like, oh, you know, everything you did was wonderful. We just had to move another direction. You like, what? and you, and you're still like in a weird space because you realize I don't have a job. Right. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. This is my whole life. I've been playing football since I was a baby. What do I do now? And, and and you know, and then they kick the guys out. They got to do a better job with the transition, man. And no, I, it's Hard it's, it's knocks clear. Is hard to well, watch, you, but you, I can't stop watching it. Yeah, <laughs> you you've but
3: you've you've done the classic. You've done a, a great story. You can serve as inspiration because I mean, you you leave the, the you know the comfort of what you were used to to go into acting. You're on
13: Brooklyn Nine Nine with. Andre Brower, yes, yeah, I know One of the, dude, great I was, actors. When, when he signed on, I was like, dude, I got to become a better actor, dude. I to some acting <laughs> classes. <laughs> I mean, st- yeah, he's when, great.
3: When you first started acting, and you're come you've been in against some big
13: heavyweights. Uh, did you ha- were you terrified? Did you just how terrified. did you how did you deal with that? I was, I because this is the thing, man. I, I had. When I, did my, I remember I did my first movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The first thing I ever did it was called The Sixth Day. And when I had to turn to him it's a pretty and good say, movie, by the oh, thing. when I turned to him and said a line, my, nothing came out of my mouth. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is Arnold. And see, you're scared of the judges. You're yeah. scared of everyone saying, you suck. You don't belong here. It's no good. And so what happens is you freeze. And that's what happened. And you know what? At, at the last second, something went wrong with the camera. And they were like, "Oh, we got to reload. We got to do something." I was like, "Oh my!" And I pulled myself to the side. I was like, "Dude, this is the only chance you got. You better go in there and you tell Arnold what's up, man." They they we went back to that scene. I was like, "Arnold, what's up, man?" He was like, "This guy is very good." That's awesome. That's awesome. Well,
8: well, we've had you here before though, Terry, and, and you were such a nice guy and so uh, exuberant and just fun yeah. to be around and, and my favorite show is the newsroom and when I saw you on uh. that, I, I I cheered. Like I was I was happy to see you in a great role like that you know so i think it's one of those, you're one of those guys that people do root for you know and when 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 you show up on screen i i think at least myself we're happy about it you know that must have been a cool experience
13: too. it was awesome i actually read with aaron sorkin i mean he's the wow. the quintessential Di- writer
3: dialogue wise you're you're in a in a premium <sighs> class when you're dealing with aaron sorkin
13: and let me tell you you can't say one line out of out of place they were like yeah. excuse me i'm sorry you said we it was that yeah. and, and you just <laughs> yeah. did like a whole like freaking yeah yeah you know <laughs> speech and you're like oh yeah. we gotta do that again seriously <laughs> but he was amazing but the, the thing is i like to try everything i put and i i don't mind auditioning i don't mind going a lot of actors get to a place where they're like oh no i don't want to audition anymore my thing is i want you to know that you want me yeah you know what well, i mean that's, I that's I why you question. work
3: so much i mean that's i mean you 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 your your love is 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 apparent you also arrested development I mean, Uh, again, another intricate thing you have with uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you have the people behind Parks and Recreation. That's right. Also... Sharp dialogue, so yeah. so. But your, your your chops are there. How did you come to be a part of uh, Brooklyn
16: Nine
13: Nine? Wow, uh, it was. I had a meeting with Dan Gordon, Mike Shore, who created Parks and Recreation, like a while back, and they were big fans of Idiocracy, the movie I put, where I was President a, Camacho. It, it, and, uh, what's your full name? It's the, one of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest names. Dwayne in movie. Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert <laughs> Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I love that movie. I, I mean, I had little Will Farrell comes up to me like President Camacho. Oh, yeah, Jack Black's like Camacho, come, come on! So all the comedians—it's yeah. funny. I have I have fans in different circles. Like so yeah. I go to church, they're like, "Everybody hates Chris, baby. You were so wonderful on that show." You know? And then and then I got my Camacho fans. Yeah. And then you got the white chicks fans at the mall, and yeah. I like, sing the song. You know? uh, and it's weird. And then I got the longest yard gives me the sports fans, and Expendables gives me the the, the guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's really a cool mix. Everywhere I go, I have I have a different you know a different scene. And uh, so
3: they were fans of, of idiocracy. They were fans
13: of that, and then we got on. It, it's weird because once I found out Andy Sandberg was on, I yeah. was in. Yeah, because you're only as good as the people you work with. Right. I mean, truth. But I've been blessed to work with Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, and now I knew. I knew this is the new hot superstar kid coming fresh out of SNL. Yeah, and I said, man, I'm ready to roll, dude. It's it's really like a team mentality. And I said, I need to get with a great ensemble, just like. You you, you know, you de- you develop a dream team. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you got it.
6: Well, speaking of ensemble, I mean, the, the whole Tuesday night lineup on Fox is pretty awesome, and I and I watched all two hours of it uh, leading up to the ten o'clock news. But uh, but talking about. Your ensemble and the different layers of character because obviously your character is going to be Sergeant, you know, you're you yes. just, you know, just you, your stature and all that sort of stuff. But the reality is, is you're scared, yeah. you know. And, and yes. the, the one scene in the show That's last hilarious. night is when Andy Sandberg's character gets put on desk duty, and you're like, oh man, that seems like a great gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, Scared to be out on the field. That's the truth.
3: I, I, yeah. There's a scene where you we we learn why you were are off active duty. If people have DVR'd it, I don't want to give it away, but I howled in the sequence. It shows you probably shouldn't be carrying a sidearm. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, it's very. So
6: you it's, got it's, this it's, big macho looking man on the outside, but you're a scared little person. Well, well you
13: know what? That, let that. me tell you that that kind of sensitivity is it, me. I, I ain't gonna yeah. lie. It, um Even when I was in the NFL, it, yeah. was, it was wild because I was always nervous that I would break my neck. Her. Yeah. I have five kids, yeah. and you turn around and you don't want to be in a wheelchair because right. you just changed the fate of your whole family for the rest of their life. And now, do that times a hundred being a cop, yeah. and you're at a traffic stop, <laughs> and you don't know what this guy's about to do. Can you imagine? I mean, the family doesn't know what the guy whether your, your your father's coming home or not. You have to deal with that kind of thing. But we deal with real cop issues, but in a funny way. Yeah. I mean, I, here I was a guy, who worked my way into being a super cop, but now I'm like, man, this is crazy. I got kids. <laughs> yeah. What am I
3: doing? <laughs> I love I love the whole Andre Brower conceit too. He's he's a police captain. He's trying to he's trying to show he's trying to make a name for himself because he's he's openly gay and and. To, the way he he is, he's such he's such a commanding presence. Gravitas. Yes. Yeah. Do you, do, when you're acting uh, with him, do you find you're like, oh wow, I'm watching this dude. You oh, know?
13: dude, it, it was wild because you know I was sitting there like, oh man, we got to come with it. This is like Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's so weird? He's a goofball. Is, and, is if, he? I mean, Andy and I tried to wait. Well, we tried to check him. We were like, let's see. We we were like, dude, this is the guy from Glory. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> let's sing the song. Oh my lord. <laughs> la, we have love. it. Love. And, we, and, right. and we just started doing that, and then all. I was like, Andre looks, he said, what's going on? And we were like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, and then Andre busted, oh, my Lord. And we're like, okay, now we can't stop him from singing. Lord, yeah, that's Lord. it. <laughs>
3: Great scene.
8: Great scene. that the oh, greatest oh, scene oh, ever. It is, it when is. Terry
2: Crews
3: comes to do the show, Lord, make sure he can do his lines <laughs> against somebody
9: Because
3: it's going to be tough. He's the Alec Guinness of uh, Brooklyn 99.
13: Don't make him fall like a House of Cards law. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but, but, see, but now we can't stop Andre from singing. Right. Now we're like, Andre, that's enough, Andre. Uh, Andre. stop, okay? <laughs> so, you
3: know the thing with this show, and, and, and it's the same thing with Parks and, and, and Rec and, and ensembles, um, and it, it is an exemplary ensemble. As the show progresses, you get to find the different, you have different characters, and you see the, how they start to mesh. It's already started. Um, And I, I saw, it was a coming attraction. It appeared to be you... Asleep in the middle
13: of a pull-up. Oh, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
13: yeah. Well, I'm not even going to give that one. Away. Okay, <laughs> okay. Th- we. This is the great thing about <laughs> what we have built because it, the, the good thing is even with parks and recreation, it started slow. Yeah. With, with the office, it started slow. You just, we just introduced the characters last night. That yeah. was it. Yeah. That was it. A half hour, just this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, yeah. and then you decide whether you want to hang with us the rest of the go and, right and it's an it's a workplace comedy it's not a cop show like you would think okay. and uh, it's not a spoof but we are having so much fun there's so much to discover and you learn a little bit more about everybody I every love that
3: week. love that love that and cops because t- we were talking about the show like like Barney Miller from years ago yes police just love that show because it, it addresses their what, experience exactly. you know so it's very cool movie wise and stuff you mentioned ex- Expendables and, yeah. and uh What's it like? I mean, in that collective, with those dudes, you have some of the legendary badasses. Who's the real badass amongst that collective?
13: Wow. You know what? I, it's wild, man, because everybody has their strengths. Is When I see... J- now, I used to think Randy Couture, because Randy could, could kick all our asses. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. yeah. Okay, He's the real just, deal. That's a definite. That yeah. is already done. But when I... Jason Statham survived two near-death experiences on the movie. I couldn't believe it. Really? I, watching him. He literally... His truck... He was... Driving a truck and went over the dock into the Black Sea. In the truck, he's in it, and right. it goes to the in the ocean, and then he gets out. Like, yeah, let's shoot again. Shoot. I was like, this is a bad dude. I'm like, I ain't doing that. You, know I mean? um, you got five kids. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put some pads on me. We got yeah. a hundred yard field. I'll be the man. You know I mean? Right, right. Yeah. But uh, it's wild. And then you look at Stallone, and you look at this is one of the. I mean, he is a force of nature. Uh To watch what he does, you are like, man, I, you can't compete with this kind of like stick to itiveness. You know I mean, he seems like he seems like a like a good dude. Oh, he is. Yeah. No sly. He, you know, he he suffers no fools though. That's I've seen him was like, get out of here, get out of my face. You know, right. But you turn around and he's the sweetest guy. If you if you work hard for him, he will bust his ass for you. Yeah, that's what I love it, and I um. I'm just privileged and honored to be a part of this great group, man. I just finished Expendables Three. We got look, one of my uh, one of the biggest things in my life, I got to hang and, and hang out with Wesley Snipes, because yeah. Wesley's in the new one. Is uh, he really? Wesley's awesome, back, man. man. Right. Wesley is back. They swap well, they swapped out Bruce Willis apparently for Harrison Ford. Now man. Harrison Ford is in it. Just uh Kelsey Grammer's is in it now. Uh Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson is Kelsey our main Grammer? villain. Yeah, he he just signed up. Dude, <sighs> you, know, you it, remember it, that great action series, yes. Frasier? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, The Expendables is the halfway house of, of Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. If no. you've ever done anything bad, just yeah. come on over. It's like the Raiders. You, <laughs> <gotta> <laughs> uh, I you I just was... come on through. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the Expendables all good. are the Raiders. You got a problem. You coming out of jail? Come on. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's Wesley doing, man? We haven't seen him in a long, good. long time, yeah? He's he's totally in good shape and a, all that. He's ready, man. You, he's had had to be, ready. you have the best actors ever, man. You can't take away somebody's ability no matter what they they've done. And, you know, he's really he's ready to come back. He's ready to make a move. You have to be a Blade fan, right? I love Blade. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, come on. This it- dude is... It, we really put together the best of the best, and, and only Sly could do that.
3: Just one uh, word of advice. Don't use Wesley's accountant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
13: yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's the big thing he told me. I'm okay,
0: uh, Yeah, you can bet on black, but don't bet on
13: his yeah. accountant.
0: <laughs> uh, Terry, we're so glad you had a chance to come by here this morning. Don't miss Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Andy Samberg, Andre Brower, and Mr. Terry Cruz oh, Thank you, Terry.
13: Thank, you guys. You. Uh, Thank, you, right, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Chris Steve. Thank guys.
0: We're going to take a break, and we'll
5: be right back. Stay there. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks.
0: It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Steven Singer Jewelers' showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today.
5: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files.
7: Brought to you by Deets and Watson, your local Deets and Watson. Real Philly Delis are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com, Deets and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
0: Beware of the monkeys. Hundreds of rare wild monkeys, some carrying herpes. Herpes! Are on the loose in Florida after a tour guide brought these spunky oh. critters to this long ago. Don't mind the sore on my lip. Uh, wildlife officials... <laughs> Said that three pair of rhesus monkeys were transported, transported to a park near Ocala in the 1930s by tour operator Colonel Toohey after a Tarzan flick sparked a fascination with the creatures.
3: I'm Colonel Tui. I have a whole bunch of uh, herpes with monkeys. What can I do with
0: them? Uh, the breed has since boomed and more than a thousand of the monkeys now live in the state. How did they, I had no idea that monkeys could get herpes. Uh, officials have caught more than 700 of the monkeys in the past decade, most of which test positive for the herpes B virus. You know where they, they trace it back to, Preston? State uh, Road Sally. Uh, State yeah, Road Stacy, yeah. They made her way. They State made Road Stacy.
3: She used to have a discount rate for uh, monkeys.
0: Uh, wildlife <laughs> officials now consider the monkeys a public health hazard. Uh, the monkeys were first marooned on a small island near the Silver River, but the creatures learned to swim.
3: We learned to swim, and that's how we escaped. It's and quite a
0: story. They have since been spotted hundreds of miles away. Just trying to deal with Paramount. Uh, near Jacksonville. Uh, the monkeys eat dirt and spiders.
3: We eat dirt and spiders. And Wash it down with Thunderbird.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: Mostly dirt and spiders, you know. Nothing too spicy.
2: <laughs>
3: Monday, Wednesday, Friday, dirt. Tuesday, Thursday, Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> the two major food groups, dirt and spiders. Why dirt, though? <laughs> to wash down the spiders. Yeah, come on. To help you digest the spiders. Do I have to spill out everything? I guess, yeah. I, no, you could eat dirt. <laughs> I mean, you can. <coughs> and spiders. <coughs> I'm sorry,
0: Casey. It must be the herpes.
2: <laughs>
0: you have the coughing herpes. Yeah. Uh, the monkeys eat dirt and spiders and live near rivers. So that's where they look for them, I guess. <laughs> what a life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Whoa,
3: what a great day. I'm going to eat me some dirt, <laughs> hang out by the river,
0: throw Th- my poop. Throw back some spiders. I need, a, I need a file of facts to put all this stuff in. <laughs> a father was caught having sex with a Land Rover while on a night out has been banned from going out on the weekend. All right. This well, is, at least do the right thing and marry it. This is out of England. A court heard how drunken Daniel Cooper stripped off while he was with friends. The father of three was seen urinating in the street before walking with his trousers round his ankles and his T-shirt pulled over his head. I uh, say, what's your name? Uh, he then shocked fellow revelers by walking into a kebab shop. A kebab shop? They're very popular in England. I'm uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> yep. What was that?
6: Uh, kebab. Ah!
0: Oh, gotcha. <laughs> kebab. <laughs> Walked into a cup shop and uh, simulated sex with the counter of the restaurant. Uh, Look at all I can do. Cooper decided as being a caring family man, then dropped to the floor and began humping it. Uh, he then left the shop and gyrated against a Land Rover that uh, was parked nearby. Cooper says he was so drunk he doesn't remember what happened until he saw some of the uh, security footage. In uh, pictures of his uh, actions, uh, police arrested him following his actions. He told officers he was not used to drinking and had gone out with only twenty bucks in his pocket. Wait uh, till a uh, Land Rover shows up on his front door with a uh, Mini
3: Cooper and a blanket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was given a three month uh, community order which bans him from going outdoors between seven p.m. and seven a.m. on Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights for the next three months. You've got to be wildly drunk to hump a Land Rover. Yeah, and to not remember anything, I mean, they're far sexier cars. Yes. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File right now. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Stay
1: down. Monday nights just got a lot louder. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. yeah. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career, we're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Check out WMMR.com for more from Metallica, rock news, videos, and interviews with MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. The new and improved Metallica Mondays, 9 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam, 93.3 WMMR, everything. That
0: rocks. I just had a, a typical guy moment with my wife, and uh, this falls under the category of oh, okay. either stupid things that guys say or what not to say to a woman.
3: You were <laughs> mentioning this, and we said specifically, "Don't tell us until yeah. we're on air," because yeah. you you uh, yeah, it, it, it apparently was it was a bit of a doozy.
0: Yeah, it was it was just dumb. Well, you did one stupid. you did
7: one time ask her if she was on the rag.
3: Well,
0: that was in a fight. <laughs> I didn't I th- even ask. I said I said you're just pissed off cuz you're on your period right now. Right. So you knew? Yeah. Gentlemen, no. never. <laughs>
1: what did you say? I
0: don't care how cool your wife is. You never ever. say that
1: one. That, that is are just
0: little lessons that we learn as we go along in
1: life.
3: There is no no way around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's that's just it. You cannot just steer clear of that territory. Any reference to the period, to riding the red wave,
0: your Aunt Flo, stay away from it. What, what do you think the percentage is over the years of any women that have heard a comment like that from their man and kind of brushed it off? You know, you're
3: right. I, I, I think it's my like period. Yeah. That must be what's contributing to my hormonal imbalance and my anger
0: towards you. I don't, it's not that you're a dick. I, I would tear
3: your eyes out.
0: I, I doubt there's ever ever been a woman mm. that has ever let that slide. You
6: raise an interesting
3: point. <laughs> right,
0: right. I, I
6: don't, but if that truly is the case. I don't it understand is. why you're so I know. mad. You can't. I know. you can't. I know, right? You, no, it you is. You just can't go there.
7: No, it absolutely is the case. That is the reason. And, but it just makes you. I don't. It makes you even more mad. It's I throwing you, gas like, on I, the fire. I will get so angry, like even over things that I do, like that my husband doesn't do, or or whoever, and. I want to like punch something, and I'm, mm-hmm. and then I think to myself, oh right,
0: yeah. Okay. But if he were to tell you that, no, I would uh, punch him exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this right. was not that, not bad. at the you have your period level. No, 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 no. But it was <laughs> but just, stupid enough <laughs> as it was leaving my mouth, as it came out of my mouth. I'm like, why did you just say oh, that? No. But fortunately, she was cool about it and mm-hmm. she thought it was funny. My wife, as you may have heard on the show before, is a well endowed woman. Okay, so she's. I think when we had the bra whisper in. They they uh, said she's a 36 f yeah so she's got like
3: f and a (laughs) exactly man f and a look at those cans so anyhow i actually one time was unbeknownst to me feeling your wife up because i thought it was her arm extended out (laughs) wait really yeah we're at the fop lodge and everyone's tight and i'm putting my hand out on what i believe (laughs) is her arm it's her knocker Mm -hmm. and she goes you're touching my boob Mm -hmm. and and it's very nice for showing oh my and i was like Oh my god.
0: <laughs> so so we were we were gonna go shopping and uh she had some bras that she needed to return. Yeah. And I wanted to go to one particular store and she needed to return these she's bought she bought these online, they didn't fit. Okay. So she wanted to return them to Lane Bryant. Okay, so oh, she's no. well endowed. She has to buy the, her bras from from Lane Bryant. She's not a a, a big girl, no, right? Just she's tall. And by the way, she's got Just boots. to help you here, yeah. uh, you can already tell this is going. I, yeah, I, I know exactly where. Right. Well, I know
3: where it's going. <laughs> Lane Bryant actually is what is what most women are. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's an uh, yes. it's an unreal thing because of a male dominated right. society. <laughs> That we believe that women should be a size one. Right. When in fact. Mm-hmm. Real women mm-hmm. are twelve. Look right, like they yeah. are at Lane Bryant. Thank you.
0: But
7: Lane Bryant is a is a plus size no. Clothing it's store. a
0: normal. Size. No, it's
6: a store for beautiful women. No, but
7: right. I'm just saying that's the description of it. Trying right, to help
0: right. him here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so so uh, we were trying to decide whether or not there was a Lane Bryant at the Philadelphia Premium Outlets, which is not too far from us, uh, because the other store that I wanted to go to was there. And she's like, I'm not sure if there's a store there or not. And then here's what I said. Oh, I go. I go, no, you know what? There is Elaine Bryant there, because I remember being there with you shopping, and while you were shopping, I was looking at the pictures of the fat models.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude. Oh, I know! Oh, boy, so man. why does it <laughs> left my mouth?
0: I'm like, why did I just say that? And she and she goes, oh, oh, so I shop at a fat woman's <laughs> store, huh? And You I basically sh- said, you, the, the equivalent of saying, she shops at casual mail. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, and, oh, and no. I can tell by her tone yeah. that she thought it was funny, but... It it dragged on the entire week. I kept hearing about it. Don't you remember, honey,
2: how I you kept w- hearing about we went to
0: the store? You went into the cattle chute. You
3: were next in line. <laughs> <laughs> you remember.
2: You remember oh. the cowboy
3: sat on your back and you bolted out?
0: Oh, God. Well, and
3: Fortunately,
7: it wasn't that time of the month. That's why you got a Yes. Pass.
0: You would have oh, had right. your sack ripped right off. <laughs> yeah. And I think we had already done the nasty that morning anyway, so... so she was
3: happy.
2: Together was
0: happy. with other people? Uh, no, just <laughs> together. There were no other people involved. <laughs> oh, one. man. All right, here's another one. Let me go to Derek, because I've said this before, too. Oh, oh, no. I've said them all, man. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you're hey, you're hey, still married. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and happily married.
5: married. Let me go to
0: Derek. Hey, Derek, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Good. Right. What's happening,
1: man?
5: Uh, I guess it was about... <laughs> Three or four weeks ago, and this was my biggest mistake because it was about three or four days before my wife gave birth.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy.
5: We got into a a little bit of an argument, and I don't know how it happened, but it slipped out. I said...
0: Stop acting like your mother. Oh, like, dude, yes. <laughs> and and Derek, I didn't know. I, I When I said, and this was to an old girlfriend of mine, I said, you're acting just like your mom because she hates you. She would, her and her mom would bicker and Let fight me, all the time. I'm like, you're acting just like your mom. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. Even oh if God. the
3: girl gets along with her mother yeah. and loves her mother, mm-hmm. it's never a compliment no, for her. No, she doesn't reason. want to be it's like her mother. It's never
0: a compliment. Yeah, so Derek, what what kind of wrath did you face after that?
5: Oh, uh, I had no idea who the woman was that was standing in front of me. At the <laughs> <second place>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: face
5: contorts. yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. And it was too late. It was way too late.
3: Oh, and that, that goes into that goes into a repository and and it'll be thirty years from now. Yeah. And that will get pulled oh. out as if it was
0: freshly said. Yes. That will be saved. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll file that
7: one. Is there an equivalent of what we could say to you guys?
0: That's a no these really, guys are cool no that's a good question because I was trying to think of that what would be what, what would be the tipping point of, of what no did you know I, I I can't think of anything that would be said to a guy that would be that would be on that level of you just pushed it too far my wife
3: and I came to an agreement on certain things the way she would um, correct me if I was doing something wrong wrong around the house it usually has to do with cleaning mm-hmm. not to the way she would like it done yeah so um, we we literally had to change the verbiage used to, <laughs> did you do that? Oh, you had to agree upon this, this uh, yes, verbiage? Yes, but I implemented part of this, too, to, should I do that? Okay. Because instead of let me do that. Here, let me at- do that. Yeah. Oh. Here, let me do that. Yeah. I can do that. I know. What you're saying is, I can do that better than you jerk off. Sure. Yeah. That's what's being said. Yeah. And that's what she would say to me. So
7: so now she, she says, did and you? And I say
3: to her, I don't say, did you feed the cats? Should I feed the cats?
7: Oh, you turn it back on yourself.
3: And then she then she has the option of saying, right. So okay. but man, You'd those You say no I already fed them. Those little verbal things. Uh-huh. Good idea. Those little verbal things will drive you out of your mind because she hates the way I clean the house. She, if the if the cat, if our cat vomits vomits on me. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Should I clean this up, honey? I'll get it.
7: Mm-hmm. I can't even look at it. I don't want it stuck She's in been... me.
3: That's just ran by itself. But yeah, what the hell was it? The that? machine A- ran A- by itself. Oh, it's part yeah, of the deal. It's part of the upgrade yeah. that allows things to run by itself. All right. Anyway. Uh, so, and it's just she. Do you have that at home? I mean, I can I can clean, but it's never to the standard.
0: Uh, no, the, the the cleaning thing. I mean, I have issues with with some things that she does, which I've I've never understood, and I've just given up. Pick on. Pick
3: your battles because oh yeah, because let me tell you something. I, could you could you put the, the this you know in the kitchen? There are certain things that need to be done. My wife will leave with cats in the house, seven cats in the house, a half-eaten plate of food up on the on the counter.
0: <laughs> they're going to get to that.
3: I get vilified for leaving not fully clean cat food cans mm-hmm. on the counter. She's leaving a buffet for them. Right. The only thing missing is is you know they're they're, they're there with, with bibs on eating. Right, right. But now, I, I can't bring that up
0: because. The only issue I had, and and I I tried it years ago, and I just gave up on it. And and it's a, it's a little thing, like you said, pick yeah. your battles. But it's when when cleaning the kitchen, my wife will immediately uh, sweep up the floor first. When there's stuff all over the counters, crumbs and all this stuff, uh. I'm like, it's gonna end up on the floor. <laughs> Let's do the counters first, and then do the- then you do the floor. I used to I I was a dishwasher. I had to clean up kitchens for a living for a while. I know that that's the the order, the process yeah. that it goes in. I tried and I tried and it it's still to
3: That's this. Like sense. So I gave up on it. I showering
6: feet up, that makes no sense. You know, you shower head down.
3: Well, I got <laughs> I got yesterday I got called on something. I don't leave the little trap in the in the sink, you mm-hmm. know, that, that catches the stuff. Yeah. Because again, she'll put plates with food in in the sink yep. instead of scraping it off into the garbage and then putting it in the sink. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, then it, don't do that. It, goes, <laughs> it goes down the drain. But it's not. In there. So I'm like, okay, honey, I'll
0: remember to do that. Hang on, let me get a, let me get to Brian. Going oh back to, God. going back to things <laughs> that you've said that uh, that are the wrong thing to say. Uh, and we're still looking for something that a girl could say. To her. Yeah. I, you know what? It's a good. I, it, I'm perplexed by that one. Let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing?
5: Hey guys, oh, nice, oh, What's going on, so Brian? Good, What's going
0: on? Uh, just yeah. yeah. Go ahead, bud.
5: Me and my wife years ago, we were actually dating at the time, went to a JC Penny because she wanted to get it new clothes to Wisconsin. we were going to. Well, we look at this lady, she's wearing the same exact outfit my girlfriend wanted to buy.
12: Yep. And
5: we get in there and she's well, does this make me look sad? And this lady that, the other lady that had it, she was about the size of a Volkswagen.
10: <laughs> okay.
5: So I turned I turn around and I pointed at that lady and I said, Honey, don't worry, you're not as fat as she is.
0: Oh, <laughs>
3: Not uh, as fat as uh, is never going to
5: fly. Not, not as
3: that fat, fat as. as
5: yeah, I mean
0: she
3: was on the, the
7: rack <laughs> <laughs> so you died you, did day.
3: you point that out too?: <laughs> You were like George Clooney in the perfect storm, right yeah, you were yeah. right in the middle of it, and you, we're not getting it's not going to let us out mm hmm
12: not at all. And, she was, and it's the
5: first and only time she's ever punched
3: me in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, he got punched God? you in the
5: Same.
2: face. Boom. Yeah. Yep.
3: You're and not that fat, and I think you're it. on your period. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you're just like your mother.
0: Uh, hang on. There was another going. Oh, yeah. You're this...
3: just like your fat mother when she's having her period.
0: Let me go to Ryan. Oh, hey, Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> hey, guys,
5: what's
0: up? Not much, buddy. What's your story?
5: Uh, about a couple years ago, I was still in the Navy. I got a call from my buddy telling uh, me to meet him at the local, uh, the bar on base. And he sounds like a little, you know, something off. Yeah. So I go up there and meet him. And he's like, Oh man, I, I really screwed up today. Uh, he, him and his wife were talking about having a baby. And uh, he says, "You know, baby, I really want to have a, a baby with you, but I'm nervous that you're going to be damaged goods afterwards." <gasps> oh, oh, damaged goods. God, that
2: is terrible.
5: <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I looked what, at him like, like his wife probably looked at him like, "What an idiot!" Yeah, Ryan. So stupid. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan,
3: we are. I, it's just it's the most amazing t- to say to a woman. You, you're supposed to say, "Yo, you're you're gonna bring in our child, and you're gonna glow." And I, I have a feeling your your business is gonna get all effed up. Yeah,
0: you're gonna blow out
3: your yeah veg, yeah yeah. And I'm not gonna. It's I'm, not gonna be fun anymore. I don't want to bang me. that
0: mess. Oh, sweetie, you know exactly what to say. Wow. Let me go to Scott. Uh, going on the stupidest things ever said to women. Hey, Scott, how you doing?
13: Uh, good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, oh! What's happening, buddy? Oh, good, uh, Not much. A couple of years ago, I was dating a woman. Uh, she had an apartment with her 21 year old gay son and his boyfriend. <laughs> and uh, we were having an argument one night. She was complaining about my cooking and suggested I ask my mother for uh Tips. So yeah. I suggested she asked her son for tips on how to please a man. Oh <laughs> my
2: God! <laughs> God. Oh. Boom.
13: Dude, oh my.
3: just
0: for audacity, she should have <laughs> given you points. That's good. <laughs> That's well, ha- it didn't
11: last much longer after that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm guessing so. That's funny, oh Scott. Thanks. That's awful. <laughs> but, you know, he might have had some tips. Maybe. A couple of tips. Uh, let me go to... All right. Tim has one that uh, uh, a woman can say to a man that he says is, is damaging. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's happening, buddy?
5: Okay. Um, uh, w- one day, my wife got in an article with me, and
6: um, she goes... Uh, I want to be for your mom on on what to do,
5: and basically call
3: me a mama's boy. She she, she called you a mama's boy. You know what? I could see that to some level, but I know too many guys who embrace the notion of being a Preston, don't you kind of consider it sort of a badge of honor? I'm I'm cool with that. That's your mom's favorite? Yeah. And, you know, and it's, I I don't know if I was my mom's favorite. She she died many years ago. I would have to assume she is now because she can't argue that she wasn't. Oh, stop. Right. (laughs)
7: He's so terrible. <laughs> well, it makes it easier. Yeah, I was going to say that's not like that's not really considered a bad thing to be it, a mama's boy. Kathy,
3: there, did you see that reality show that was on for a while where there's a bunch of you know, guys from Brooklyn and stuff were yeah, all mama's yes, boys yes. and
0: they relished the fact that they were mama's boys. Hang on a second, let me go to uh let's go to Brian. Hey, uh Brian D, what's happening, man?
5: Hey, how's it going, guys?
0: Good, what's up, buddy?
5: Uh, what was it probably like the other week or so? My girlfriend and I are going out to uh, dinner, and she's trying on clothes. She's carrying an extra few pounds, and she's like, "What is this? What what is this from, uh, between my shoulder blades? It's like skin or something." And you know, he like folds the skin. I was like, "Oh, it's all right. It's just your back boobs." <laughs> your back, your back, boobs. Back's boobs. Your, your back boobs. And she turns around. Oh no! <laughs> just glares at me. She's like, get get out of my room right now. <laughs>
6: wow.
3: She was the one, though. Don't ask. Asking the question,
6: but women do that. They
3: will they say do. something. That, yeah. You know, they, they, they will set you up for failure, man. Do, my, say private mean smel- do my private parts smell?
2: <laughs> they'll
3: say oh mean God. things about themselves. Like Jeez. like cinnamon, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like nutmeg on a winter's morning. You're damn right, I do. Like my favorite Christmas ever <laughs> is what they smell like. <laughs> like angel kisses. Ew. Ew. Now that's the right answer, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Like yeah. Angel kiss- you better
6: be! A damn, tootin' they smell like you? ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> would, they just they'll, oh. they'll, they're mean to, about themselves. You're, it's
3: like it's like a sting operation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are being set up, <laughs> yep. and then
6: like, are you then supposed to lie to them? Like, yes. The, They'll, <laughs> yes. yes. Like That's
0: right. It's you like are yes. supposed to lie. Nick right? is right. <laughs> they want you to lie to them. Right. And they know it's a but lie. But they'll
3: call you out on the lie. Yeah, yes. well, you, you, but you can there's no way to retract from. In other words, you've said, <laughs> this is the way I feel. I'm sorry you don't believe your genitals smell like cinnamon on a winter's morning. <laughs> you
7: Literally. asked, I gave you an answer. Uh-huh. You
3: know,
8: I don't know what you want me to tell you. No, there's the honest thought in your head, Casey. And then there's this thing that comes out of your mouth, which is the... A version of that, you know, and, and you you learn how to tailor it, and you you lie a little bit, and then you make everything better.
3: I'm still though, I yeah, because it, it it's like the thing we were talking about uh, a couple of days ago, Preston, uh, the being set up for the um, the the deal with with gift giving, you oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. There's no deal.
0: No, there is no deal. Yeah, you're, I being, you're watching, being set up. I was watching uh, This Is 40. I have to finish yeah. watching the whole movie. But, uh, yeah, it's her 40th birthday, and they go through the whole thing. But you said we weren't going to get each other gifts this year. <laughs> well, of course, but you were supposed to get me something. <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. You're just, you're just being set up. Uh, always is. Let me go to uh, Let me go to Chris. This this has some validation to it. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Good
5: morning, guys. How are you?
0: Good. What's happening, buddy? So
5: this hasn't happened to me. It happened to a buddy years ago that. He and his girlfriend were arguing, and she compared him to an ex.
0: Okay, that's that see okay. If if uh, uh, was awful, yeah. If you if, if women will say that you don't measure up right. in the way this guy did,
3: he
5: to... oh, are,
0: are we talking about junk to... size or just in general?
5: No, no, no. He was just be you know, trying to do some got her gift, got her flowers, something to that except for a Well, you know. Bob from a couple of years ago, he got me this and knew that I liked that. Mm-hmm. And it just crushed it. Well,
3: you know, my ex's gay son gave really
0: good oral.
5: <laughs> Thanks,
0: <laughs> By the way, you know what? You just touched on it, Steve, the little, little genitals. If they, if they are to make that comment, whether it's true or not, that's a deal breaker. That's, there's, that's, there's, a, that's an ender right There's there. a great
3: sequence in the movie Network. Did you ever see Network? I didn't know. Um, there's a great scene where William Holden, Faye Dunaway's trying to do something to just break up the relationship. She's very young. He's an older TV executive, and she's basically impugns his uh, prowess in the bed, and he's, <laughs> he starts like chuckling to himself and goes... Why does a woman think the quickest way to, you know, yeah. basically saying that's that's what you got? But I, I to to maybe someone that it matters a lot more to, yeah, yeah. that they
0: might have a complex about it right. already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pointed out that could that could end it right. Guess it right. could. It's, yeah. It's,
6: it's not my problem. It's
0: <laughs> your problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels fine. It's, to yeah, me. yeah. I
3: get mine done. <laughs>
6: Sucks to be
8: you,
3: yeah. right? <laughs> I'm done before you even know it's happened. I guess guys. I'm already downstairs eating a leg of chicken.
8: I guess guys aren't-, aren't quite as sensitive about appearance or weight or whatever. But I mean, you know, if you insult a guy's, you call a guy fat, you know, like somebody will take
3: that personally. But you know what? I, we, I, we were looking at my wife and I, we were watching this couple walk by, and I didn't realize it was a couple. The guy's right in front of me. He's he's walking past, and then I see like a third arm come out around, and it's his very thin, very attractive girlfriend, obscured by his Hulk. So there's so many times when it defies the laws of natural selection. I don't I don't know if guys are that upset about that. You know. Do you you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. And I hate it.
6: And I hate it. Like, but you hate it
3: more. If Diane were to bring it up in a fight or an altercation, would that hurt you?
2: Yeah, it would have to. Yeah,
6: I
3: think so. What if you compared her to an old boyfriend? (laughs) <laughs> I've done that. Uh, you are nothing like Lance.
6: Well, um, I just think anytime that you actually, you know, if you're in a fight when when you try and hurt somebody's feelings, yeah, yeah. you go,
8: you, you you're backed into a corner, and you go after the one thing that you know will bring them down. And we don't, we yeah, don't fight, fight, fight like dirty. that,
6: like yeah, right. yeah. And we never have we neither do, neither do. But if it came to that, I would, uh, you know, take a step back and and say, well, why, why are you doing that? Like, I, t- I tell you that we, th- we love each other. Why would you try and you make, say that? Yeah.
3: You got to sort of just, you have to pick your battles. You have to hear things that you think are just throwaway things. You have to hear the way she hears them. Yeah. And that's uh, that's uh, something to be learned uh, because the, the that means everything. Mm-hmm. You clearly did not mean some of the stuff that she thinks you meant, but you've got to hear it the way. And once you get that down, you can, you can eliminate all that crap. How you it know? lands on them. Yep. Right. How, How it would like that exactly. lands on them.
0: Yeah. That's why I love the fact that my wife has a great sense of humor. She laughed it off, man. She it, laughed it off. And I, and I was just like, why did I just say that? If you're just tuning in, I we were, uh, she was returning. My wife is very well endowed, and she had a return to Bras to Lane Bryant. I said, yeah, I remember being there last time because I was looking at pictures of the fat models. <laughs> Who are hot, by, by the, the way. way they're models. incredibly hot. Smoking did, hot. Did
3: you see it was, uh was it the chive? Or one of them had the, the, the top
0: 20. "Quote unquote plus size models. Oh, I tweeted it. Who look completely I love normal. Yeah. but are gorgeous. Oh, they they even have some some chubby like overweight ones who are smoking hot. I'm oh, yeah. I have nothing against that at all. I love uh, love me some uh, oh yeah some full bodied ladies. And yet you don't like pregnant girls. Uh, no, I'm not. Nah, I and know Mumford and Sons. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna take a break, <laughs> uh, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay right where you are. <laughs>
1: President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now, now. 93.3 WMMR, now. everything that rocks. Please welcome Rome,
0: Eric, and Josh. It is Sublime with Rome. Yeah. <laughs> Morning, guys. Billy. Yeah, how you guys doing? Wonderful. Man. Wait, yeah, I have the wrong, wrong. thing. Let me t- try that again. Cool. Say that again, Rome. Oh, silly. yeah, there we go. wonderful. Now I can hear you. Good to see you guys. Welcome back to Philadelphia.
15: Thank you guys for having us. Man. Glad to, to have you here.
0: Do you ever stop touring? Do you ever stop playing? You, you guys seem to be on the... Uh, or at least I read about you all the time. <laughs>
15: well, uh, w- no, we never
2: stop. <laughs> <Yeah>.
15: Simple answer, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we just have fans you know from multiple different places around the world you know sublime's music has traveled that far
0: yeah
15: that um there's always like a calling somewhere in the world for us to be so we just kind of keep it moving but uh cool you know does it wear you down
3: does does, does it does it wear you down Do you have to take i mean at least just a pause now and then or do you just love being on the road
15: no no i i I just love being on the road i I think we all do man i mean it's kind of like you know home yeah it's either that or what be at home and just want to be on the road. You don't right. want that, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: when you guys are playing a show like tonight, an outdoor show, and it's it's going to be a hot night, is that preferable or does that make it more difficult to play? No, that for
15: sucks. You? Playing in the heat sucks. Yeah. It's got to. But yeah. yeah. I mean, playing in the cold sucks, too. So I'd rather play in the heat than the cold, though, Yeah.
0: So what is it, mostly hot pants and halter tops, you guys?
15: It's yeah. like G-strings and like, <laughs> like pasties. Yeah. Pasties, yeah. 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 It's going to be good.
0: I can't wait to see Eric in that getup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's underneath. How you doing, man? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
6: He started drinking the uh, what is it, uh, the victory. victory summer yeah, there you go. summer
15: ale, Philly's finest, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, Some around here. Is there any more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's it's, plenty
6: more. There's a
0: cooler of it, man. Yeah, you're good to go. How how has life been uh, uh, with you guys? Everybody's happy. Everybody's cool. Digging uh, digging the vibe of it's the summer, been,
15: man. It's been great. Yeah. We just really. Uh, just been like, kind of started this tour about a, about a week ago or so. So yeah. we're still technically, you know, getting it going. But it, yeah, it's been great this far.
3: You guys been, play, been playing together for a while, but do you still have to reacclimate into the the the, the tour mindset? I mean, I know we we hear stories about you know almost some bands have to sort of learn the songs again a little bit, you know, before you go out on tour because you have a lot of songs to play. Yeah,
15: yeah. Um, it's not so much that we have to like learn songs, like or you know practice, the ones that we already know, because we you know, play them all the time. Right. But um, it's just more like acclimating into the rhythm of touring again, you know, because you get home for a couple months, and you you know, you know get locked into the rotation of just being at home, you know? And then all of a sudden, it's like, boop, time to go. So you, you have to readjust.
3: What you wait, Do you pick like a, a perfect set, the way you want to do it, and then you adjust it as you on, I mean, do you guys sit down and go, okay, fourth song's going to be this, fifth song's going to be this, or when you're on the stage, just go as you feel it?
15: It's a combination of both. Um, before the tour, we typically tend to like put together something, yeah. you know, like, "Hey, this would be cool, this would be cool," and everybody would be like, "Yeah, I like this one, I like this one." And then um, when we're on stage, then it's just all <laughs> the yeah, window. It's that. just kind of like, yeah. "I don't want to play that one." He's like, "Input this one," you know. So, it's, right, you know, what it's about the, the basis.
6: what about the touring band? How do you guys decide on the like? How'd you end up with Pennywise this this, this time around? Uh,
15: that was our decision. Yeah, we we the last three years we've we've consistently come out with. Uh, Bands that are like more more or less similar to the sound of Sublime, you know, mm-hmm. coming out with the Dirty Heads and like 311, and then and then Montessori and whatnot. So last year we went kind of like left field and did like Cypress Hill and Sublime, yeah, you know, and that was rad, it was a lot of fun. And this year we just kind of wanted to go just right, you know, and go like yeah. punk rock. So we got the Descendants and Pennywise out for you know some of these shows, and then Julian Marley, of course has also accompanied us as well. So it's been awesome, man. I mean, that's like one of the cooler things. Is uh you know being able to pick which bands sure you know, or, I mean hope you know you got to ask them if they don't like you, you know, <laughs> whatever but
0: no, I I like it when uh, when bands will mix up flavors with with the other acts that are that are on the bill uh, a bizarre one recently was uh, Kid Rock came through town with Cool uh, in the Gang yeah what? I'm like yeah. that's awesome
2: that's I mean that's I that's that.
15: that's kind of like what Kid Rock like used to be though you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah like yeah. he was like that boy from like Detroit I believe it yeah and like you know he was just he was a DJ he was a hip yeah. hop dude like Rapping and stuff, so yeah. it's pretty cool to did you know, I, see them round around.
6: Did I hear you say you're uh, you guys are uh, coming out with new music soon?
15: Yeah, yeah, we're actually in the process of writing the stuff now. I mean, we have like a studio set up in um, you know backstage of every venue. So does touring just serve the of- purpose of
3: uh, allowing you to perform, but also allowing you to be because you're focused and you're you're hanging out together, forcing you to to do new music?
15: It's it it definitely just helps. Yeah, like I mean. Other than that, you know, if we're not backstage writing songs with each other, you know I mean, You're getting into trouble. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, I'll be running around fishing, he'll be running around town doing some crazy s you know. I mean everybody <laughs> everyone does like their own thing, but right. you know, when we have like okay, the room set up, you know, we walk by it and you're like, Man, let's go write some stuff, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's better that way than like, okay, it's album cycle, go to the studio write hits.
3: You right, know what right, I mean? right.
15: You know, jam. Will you throw jam. something in that you're working on,
3: uh, on stage,
15: just to put it, give it the litmus test? Oh, we always do. We, I mean, not, not today, because I'm on the radio.
2: Right, <laughs> right. Like,
15: live, I mean, we, you know, we always just kind of, like, you know, freestyle or just mm-hmm. implement, like, things that we've been working on. That's cool. Time. So, this it keeps it fresh, man, for both us and the audience.
0: Well, we're going to get a couple songs out of you guys. Uh, we're, if you're ready, we're, we're dying to hear some music. So, cool. whatever you feel like playing, let's get into it.
15: Um, Sublime we'll with Rome on MMR.
2: Evan? Yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Out
15: my window, cool and bright. This so slowly into night. Funny how things look the same Now that my friend Evan's changed Let's go Evan was a coolie that he used to know
9: Now he's down with the PLO go kicking it live with the KKK No JBC, no JFA Coolie was sporting black denim shoes Telling he was looking for something to use The pistol in his pocket and him bottle it could be me, or it could be you. It feels like my whole life is rearranged. Evan, you change. Evan, 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 you. Oh, you change. Oh, you change you a chance I gave you a-
15: Slowly in tonight. Funny how things look the same. Now they my friend Eben
2: changed. Let's go.
0: Absolutely awesome! It's so- you, sublime with Rome on MMR. That's it's I don't perfect. know. I don't know if anything says summer more than, yeah. a, than, a, gro-
15: <laughs> yeah. than a groove like
0: that. Fantastic. Thank you guys, man. Appreciate it. What what a groovy, cool flow to your guys' music. What what is it about that particular sound? That uh, why does that come out of you guys? I mean, did you, are you just laid back by nature? And, and, it, and
15: I mean, they're they're just like you know very very eclectic songs. You know, yeah, and. and and I think, like, you know, using a groove like that with such, like, you know, awesome lyrics and stuff that that are so rugged, I mean, it, it just... It captures a wide audience of like you know yeah. kids and then people who just like a good groove. you know? Yeah,
3: it's a, it's an interesting um, juxtaposition because lyrically it's more impactful and and uh,
15: give <laughs> you a punk rock right, song. right,
3: right. right. <laughs> yeah, and totally. it's sandwiched with this very melodic, as Preston said, very summery
0: feel to yeah. it, yeah. and it it works. You
15: know, it's crazy, man. That's you know,
2: a crazy song. <laughs> yeah, it.
0: Eric, that, that that bass sounds awesome. By the way, is that is that the one you use on stage?
15: Nope,
0: nope.
15: Radio I think. That's just a Rich Turner.
0: Uh, Renaissance. It's it's got a very cool sound to it. Why do I sound like I'm in a cave right now? Because, are we yes you are. Cause because it's a reggae it's dub a show. show. Oh. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just happened out of nowhere. Uh, so you guys, uh, how long is your set usually? About like an hour and a half, like an hour 40. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you doing the thing where people can can tweet in suggestions for set lists and songs? Yeah, yeah.
15: It's the contest that, like, not really a contest, it's just like a, a feature that we've kind of implemented this tour because you know fans obviously want to hear some of their favorite songs so you know hell you guys put together a list of some songs and we'll you know play the top winners so. that's
3: very cool wow. very cool and I, I assume you do a lot of dancing and synchronized dancing and stuff on stage. yeah it's yeah. great
15: we just got a, a new mic package where you know you got the madonna thing <laughs> you got you got yeah it's pretty cool man
5: yeah. oh man
15: a lot of new quarry a lot of new quarry <laughs>
5: that's awesome
0: uh are you guys uh, personally active on social networking or do you have people handle that for you or do you get on and, and It's do a combination some stuff? of yeah. both.
15: I mean, you know, we obviously try to get in and like, you know, check as many messages and stuff as possible and answer back fans on like the comment pages and stuff, but you know, when we're like you know, in, in the airplane somewhere, like, you know, when we just been playing, like, five shows straight, and, you know... You take a break. It gets crazy, man. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you tweeting. don't want to be sweating you want to be sleeping. Yeah. yeah. And, and, Rome, how much... I mean, are
0: there still people that... Do you still catch flack for being the lead singer of a band who, you know, who is, for the most part, a replacement lead singer? I mean, I know you're sublime with Rome, but obviously the band has its roots. Do you still catch flack from people who are, you know... People won't let
15: it go? I mean, like... If I go online, I can find anything. Man. Sure. You yeah, yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can find some pretty whack porn, too. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, to, to my face, man, I mean, you know, nobody, thank God, you know, has been mean enough to come to my face. You, you suck, bro. <laughs> but right, I mean, right, right, right. Dude, I, I'm, let's be realistic here. You can't win everybody over all the time, no, you know? No, so, I'm happy at the fact that we at least do have amount of fans that we see every year. And, you know, I've had nothing but, you know, Great experiences meeting our fans, and you know, even introducing the band of people who um, you know didn't know that Sublime had continued to play music since Bradley passing away. So, right. um, to answer your question, I'm, I'm sure there's millions of them out there. Yeah, right? yeah. But I have never personally. Yeah, I'm a big guy, man. You don't really come up and do that kind of <laughs> stuff. <man. Yeah. laughs> no, it's How
6: cool. did that happen, by the way? What? How did you guys all end up to together?
15: Um, I, I just, I met him at a studio, and um. Me and him just started jamming and stuff. And then, uh, yeah. One it felt day, right? I mean, yeah. We, I mean, because he always throws, like, these awesome-ass parties at his house. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I would just go to him. And then and he he's always got, like, you know, instruments and everything set up and jamming. Because so, his band plays, his side band. And, um, yeah, man, you know, you want to come on and play some one song? And then we just kind of kept, like, doing it. And then it just made sense. Because you know. you're,
6: you're talented, you know, on your own. But there, there are so many talented people out there who just don't... Meet the right people.
15: That's all I mean, yeah, Yeah. man. Just staying positive, working hard, and getting lucky.
0: (laughs) Cool. All right, well, let's get one more out of here if you guys don't mind. Cool. This is Sublime with Rome on MMR.
9: Wrong way? Yeah. Be afraid by the quickness you'll get laid. Or your family get paid very, it's a way. I gave her all that I had to give. I'm gonna make it hard to live. Sighty tears running down to her chin. Smears up her makeup, never wanted. Cigarette pressed between her while I'm staring. It was a fun day So run away if you want to stay Cause I ain't here to make ya Oh, no It's up to you what you really want to do Spend some time in Philadelphia Every day was a long way. She took a hike, no matter if I like it or not, because she only wants a long day.
0: Excellent. I don't think I'll ever, ever get tired of that song, man. Excellent. Still got legs. That
15: was, like, the first time I ever heard from him. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was, yeah. I God, that was the song that put me on. Wow.
0: There we go.
2: Cool.
15: I'm going to play guitar.
0: Yeah. Excellent, man. <laughs> it's going to be gonna, excellent. It's
15: going to be a good day. So, com. you can find out. The next show you and your friends can road trip to.
0: And the Twitter account is at sublime with Rome as yes, well. Sir. So people want to follow along. Guys, thank you. I know it's tough for bands to get up early and come in here, and we do appreciate you doing that. Oh, and we can
15: so sleep. It's no problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have a great show tonight, all right? Thank sublime you. Sublime so with Rome, everybody. Yeah. All right. all right. all right, we're going to cool. take a break. We'll be back in just a second. You stay right there.
5: Here, Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
2: Now,
1: WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final.
0: Two men dressed as Batman and Captain America ran into a burning building to save a cat in West Virginia on Saturday. Yeah, John Buckland and Troy Markham were dressed in a costume, in costume, I'm sorry, for a children and veterans event. And during the event, some veterans noticed smoke coming from a house. Buckland, a former firefighter, noticed a house was burning by the color of the smoke. He had Markham throw a rock through a window in the house. They both entered and found the passed out cat. Uh, Buckland gave the cat... I have your cat in here.
16: (laughs) I'm holding it prisoner as part of my new world order.
0: And Buckland actually gave the cat mouth-to-mouth, and the cat promptly came around and hissed at him. Superheroes they are, Preston. Uh, No one was at home at the time of the fire. Medics at the scene had Buckland remove his Batman mask so they could make sure he was okay.
3: You gotta imagine that stuff was incredibly flammable.
0: But uh, (laughs) Buckland made all the children who saw promise not to reveal who Batman really is. Man, that's a good mask. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at a video of him. It's uh, it's a pretty cool costume. You know what? It's, It's wild. If you were doing an appearance, just dress... Up as a superhero, yeah, and something happened. Wouldn't you? you bet be your compelled ass. to jump into action. Yeah. I Absolutely, mean, even if you could do it or not. You better. You'd
2: have to, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah.
0: You would. You better. I do just kind of stood there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If
2: Batman comes walking out with
0: a cook cat.
3: <laughs> sorry. Yeah,
2: least well, you a a Miserable failure. <laughs>
0: Uh, Let's see here. A British party bus driver was fined $688 for an extra passenger that wound up uh, to be a blow-up doll. Uh, Bash Ali said that he was driving the Mercedes minibus when he was pulled over and cited for having one more passenger than legally allowed. And it was a blow-up doll? Yeah. Ali explains that the ninth passenger was actually a blow-up doll. He pleaded guilty because he couldn't afford a lawyer. The prosecutor, Paul Scott, said police were confident the bus was occupied by nine humans when it was pulled over. A feral pig has gone on the rampage at the DeGray River rest area in Western Australia.
2: (laughs) Wow!
0: Stealing three six-packs of beer and drinking it all before starting an altercation (laughs) with a bystanding cow. So, so a, a pig gets drunk. Throws down with a cow. And throws down with a <laughs> cow. An onlooker said, in the middle of the night, these people camping opposite us heard a noise, so they got their torch out, and flashlight, and shone it on the pig. And there he was, scrunching away at their cans. Scrunching. Then he went and raided all the rubbish bags. There were some other people camped right on the river, and they saw him being chased around their vehicle by a cow. The hog was last seen... Uh, Resting under a tree. Why wouldn't you want to go to Australia? And then finally, we will end with this one. A man described by police as a self-professed juggalo. Has been charged with assault following allegations he stabbed the 14-year-old boy. Prosecutors contend James A. Sweet stabbed the boy in the stomach during a birthday party. The boy had lightly taunted Sweet shortly before the stabbing. It's a messed up story. Detectives say the 14-year-old was feeding a campfire at a party when Sweet criticized the boy's fire. The boy told Sweet the fire would be bigger if he tossed him into it. It was a joke. Yeah. And that prompted an angry response from Sweet. Having attended the party to impress the parents of a young woman related to the boy, Sweet drank
16: a... (laughs) Maybe if I stab him,
0: (laughs) I think I'll get some trim if I stab this kid. Sweet drank a beer and smoked some marijuana before approaching the teen again. Sweet told the boy that he should not mess with a juggalo. And then, this is a witty remark, the boy said... You mean those guys that wear makeup? <laughs> <laughs> and that was a bit much for him. Uh, the uh, he was outraged. Sweet went to his backpack, drew a knife, and stabbed the boy in the side of the chest. Uh, he then uh, fled the area. The boys rushed to a medical center. He remained hospitalized for four days. He had a lacerated liver. Jeez. That can kill you. Yeah. Uh, he was arrested four days after the attack and remains jailed on $250,000 bail. It's
3: been my experience that even though they look like clowns, They're sad clowns.
0: And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We are going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay right there.
1: Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Rock,
11: rock, 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 MMR Rock Shop.
9: Get your MMR gear at the online store.
2: Rock,
11: rock, MMR Rock Shop. Tees and tops and a whole lot more. And hats for dudes and chicks. Mugs and masks that make great gifts. Rock, 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 MMR Rock Shop. Get your hands on some
0: awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop. Rock,
2: rock, MMR Rock
9: Shop. Get shopping at WMMR.com now. Rock, rock, MMR Rock Shop. All the merch that rocks.
1: The trash business is a gold mine. 93 3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What is going on today, Steve?
3: Well, Court Stodden saying that since her split from actor Doug Hutchinson, she feels like a little girl. Stodden says her therapist was able to explain the sensation by pointing out that she's a little girl. Damn. <laughs> Alanis Moore says Jagged Little Pill is coming to Broadway as a full-blown musical set to open next year. The theater housing the production will offer both a coat check for the ladies and a scrotum check for the guys. And finally, during a deposition last week, Tom Cruise admitted that keeping daughter Siri out of Scientology was why Katie Holmes divorced him. Cruz was cautioned not to say any more by his lawyer, a
0: Theta-9 plaintiff droid. Wow. That's your Hollywood trash. All right, I read that uh, our next guest, uh, who's in studio, was going to be doing a, a one-man show in uh, Bluebell, actually, at the uh, uh, Montgomery County Playhouse. And I told Casey, I'm like, we got to see if we can get him in here. Because we've had a chance to speak to him on the phone before. Yeah. And uh, when he was, I heard it's he was for in Taranobo. town. Uh yeah we I'm I'm like we gotta have him in if we can do that and uh, it's cool because it turns out he's a longtime MMR fan yeah which we found out off here but listen I want to play a clip real quick just to uh re familiarize uh, yourself with him uh you've seen him in movies like Tombstone and Manhunter and Gettysburg and Avatar which I'll play this clip for you just to to bring it back up to speed
16: you are not in Kansas anymore you are on Pandora out there beyond that fence. Every living thing that crawls Flies or squats in the mud wants to kill you and eat your eyes for jujubes. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: that's Mr. Stephen Lang. (laughs) Do you like
3: doing little independent films like that, Stephen? (laughs) uh, Avatar? Whatever happened to that
16: movie? Uh, I don't know. Just uh, gearing up for the next (laughs) 17, I think. um.
0: (laughs) Hey, well, let's talk about your history in uh, in Philadelphia,
16: Mm -hmm. because you had mentioned you used to listen to MMR back in the day. Back in the... 70s. I was a student at Swarthmore College. No okay. kidding. And I uh, listened to MMR uh, every day. Listen, to, that's where I got my grateful dead dose. Very. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. We probably listen to Frank Zappa. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: And you you rightly pegged it as we were talking. It was it was sort of an underground. It was the station that uh, your parents probably
16: didn't want you listening to. But it yeah. was one of the great benefits of of living in uh, around Philly at the time. For Very sure. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Frank I, Rizzo didn't approve.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I grew up around the corner from Swarthmore College. I spent a lot of my um, Um, adolescents and and, uh, teenage years uh, hanging around on that campus because they have beautiful woods back there and a really nice amphitheater. I don't know if
16: you have ever done any
6: shows out there. Sure,
16: sure. i spent a lot of time in the amphitheater Um, doing shows, making out.
6: Yeah. (laughs) Same thing. we would, uh, you know, after I uh, was in college, we would go there to um, break the law, uh, so to speak, back in the woods. But um, I was going to ask you. I I had a teacher at my school. um, He told me he went to a party at Swarthmore College one time. And there was a, a secret wall. I don't know if you remember this, or, but there was a secret wall that would move, and there yeah. was a... You, so are you familiar with this? Yeah,
16: I can't tell you about it. It's just, <laughs> it's just a secret. secret wall, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember it well. What,
3: but... what 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 does this secret wall conceal, or what, can you suggest it without
16: us getting a killed? A whole other party room of sure. some sort, yeah. yeah. It's where you go to break the law. <laughs> the law I swear yeah. my Lord, don't go around here. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yes, Clanton, oh. awesome line, man.
3: You are so friggin' good. We're going we're gonna to geek out on you, prepare for this, yeah. because I, I, I told Whoa. you right off. The yeah, right been a huge fan of yours for years. I mean, crime story got it rolling for me uh, with Dennis Farina. We had uh, um, uh, Billy Campbell in uh, uh, a little while ago. Um, you guys both seem to be drawn, by the way. He seems to be a big history fan, as, as do you. you Billy? Did,
16: yeah. B- uh, Billy's one of my best friends in the world, has yeah. been for 30 years, uh, and uh, he knows his history. We've done a lot of work together. You're drawn uh, to the Civil War years.
3: period, it appears? Well, well, or is that just of... by
16: luck Luck of the draw, the, the roles you get? It's a bit of luck of the draw, yeah. but, but, you know, uh, as you get into it, one thing leads to another. So I. I always go back to Gettysburg. You know, this is the 150th uh, sesquicentennial year, of the Civil War, and, yeah. and 150 years ago, Gettysburg was... I don't know how do you put it—the place to be, yeah, and, uh, yeah, or not to
3: be, depending yeah. on where oh, you were.
16: Yeah, we were down there this summer to to, to mark the occasion. It was extraordinary. It, yeah. it is—it's is amazing. And the thing is, you you hope when you live in this area that the the
3: um, that it doesn't get lost on you where where we are, you know, geographically to this stuff. Uh, you know, there there are people who go and do the the, re, the recreation stuff that like you mm. you've done it with major films. Sure. Uh, is is there is there when you get into the garb? Is there something transformative that takes place? I, or? Well, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
16: it's a you know, it's an exercise in imagination, uh, and uh, and these guys love to do it. The reenactors, they kind of combine a love of history with a love of camping right. and pretend <laughs> right. and, yeah. and weaponry and wh- whatever. They're they're very very good folks, you know. It's uh,
3: well, you you um you have a, a rich history. You you got started, I think, the way actors, at least the way I've always you know romanticized an actor should go about it, doing the stage stuff. You were yeah. you were more a stage actor. And you 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 tooled around and did all the um you know you wanted to do the classics you wanted to be a
16: classic uh, actor yeah. correct yeah I worked I started out really very close to here my first semi professional show was at Hedrow Theater which is in Rose Valley yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's where I really started out and uh, and from there I just you know kept working putting one foot in front of the other I spent a lot of years on stage and then in the early eighties managed to start moving into the movies and into uh, television. Yeah. And so now I kind of just bounce back and forth, but I haven't been on stage now in six years. I remember. So it's really kind of a trip to go back. Uh, you know, you were part of one of the uh, one of the great moments um,
3: of television. You were you were uh, in Death of a Salesman right. with uh, Dustin Hoffman sure. playing Willie Loman, and they they televised that. Yeah. And and remember I remember it was a huge moment in television, and um, the performance was amazing. You were uh, you were in it, John Malkovich. Malkovich, sure. Uh, and it was I, I think that one thing did more to make more people aware of how powerful theater can be because of the way it was captured. Does that is that one of the high points of of your your career? It has to be.
16: Well, it was a great point. Being first of all being cast in yeah. in the Broadway uh, Death of a Salesman with Dustin was. For a young actor at the yeah. time, was it was it, it was a life changing experience, rivaled only by Jim Cameron. Then asking me to do Avatar, right? But uh, but I do what I do remember about. Of course, we'd done it on Broadway 290 times or something, and then we did the movie of it, which and that, was, was wonderful. That, was that, for, that
3: to commemorate the like the the end the, end, the ending of the run? I mean, it correct. was just part of the, just part, part of, of it. the deal.
16: Yeah, uh, we did the movie, and of course, we lost the evening. You know, we got beat by something called like <laughs> like you know. Blue Thunder. Oh, <laughs> so, oh we, the Dwayne We got our asses kicked. Oh, or something by But uh, but it was a it was a terrific, beautiful beautiful film. Working with Dustin for that long was kind of like getting a a master's tutorial. Um, we hear two, we, two, th- two things: he's that he's eccentric, and that he's
3: you you think he's his intense method actor, but. There's that but he's also just like a fun yeah, he's a guy of, he's a, lot
16: he's a lot of fun. fun he's a lot of fun he's he both of those things are true but he certainly is a master actor, so I learned Wait, a lot from him.
3: When you're doing Death of a Salesman and everyone just sort of knows how it ends, you ever tempted one night to give it a happy ending? i tried to. Yeah, Every yeah, night yeah. I
16: played happy, man. Every <laughs> night was a happy yeah. ending. Uh, hey, like, I'm still alive. I'm here. I'm <laughs> Willie comes out of the basement. <laughs> so, I didn't do it. So long, Pop. <laughs> so long, Pop. <laughs> We're selling the house, Ma.
3: <laughs> just put another spin on it. Who could complain?
16: Uh, uh, you were also the first, did you play, first First person played play Colonel Jessup in A Few Good Men? That was my role, yeah. Yep. I was Colonel Jessup for over a year on Broadway, and then they give it to some no-name actor <laughs> to do the movie. <laughs> and I, I was very annoyed about that, but, but I thought he did a real good job. He, he did, Listen, yeah. when you lose a role to Jack Nicholson, I think you can only kind of bow your head <laughs> and, and, <laughs> okay. and step back, yeah. you know? Yeah. How yeah. much of Jessup ended up in your portrayal in Avatar? Well, that's an interesting question. None. I mean, I, I hope none. But yeah, I mean, yeah. they're both uh, they're both colonels. I've been asked who would win in a kick-ass between <laughs> Jessup and and Quaritch, and I've always said, oh, I think Quaritch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Quaritch is hard to, hard
0: to beat. Wait, was the uh, the the speech uh, the long speech that he gives? Was it the same on stage as it is on screen? The sun we live in a world with walls, and those well, yeah, walls. And we- all
16: those walls have. Have to be guarded by the guns. Gun, Who's going to do it? You? You, <laughs> Lieutenant you? Weinberg? <laughs> you, Lieutenant Weinberg? Yeah, he, uh, he, he, I he actually remember, remember it, he
0: remembered it all. I memorized it. Right, yeah. it, was, it was just it was one of those same. awesome
16: moments in the uh, in It was cinema. a lot of fun to rehearse, yeah. I'll tell you. I'm sure. That. Absolutely. It was like sitting down, getting like a big personal pan pizza every day you know just to, <laughs> you just tear through that son of a gun you know and you'd uh and playing it every night on stage was also that it's was a, that was another high point gotta be I mean, yeah in a career to be in a broadway show that was so so it was so rousing the only thing that ever bugged me i remember about it at the end they'd always play anchors away and i said how come you don't play the marine hymn right. at <laughs> the right. curtain call
2: yeah right? yeah
7: uh, I have to ask you something about your personal life, and you never know if these things are, are true or not, but it, st- uh, it stood out to me I when I read I do brush it. my teeth
16: no. before I kiss.
2: yes.
16: He brushes his teeth before oh, he kisses. Oh, so, and I would enough. not kiss a girl just eating a cockroach. Okay. All right, good,
7: good, that was it. No, I read that, uh, that your father told you growing up that you would not receive an inheritance, that you had to... <laughs> You had to live your own life and, and make your own way. And
16: my day was going so well. <laughs> <laughs> your father was quite a philanthropist. My father still is. My yeah. dad still. I saw yeah. him the other day. He's 95. 95. And he's uh, he's a great guy. He's a great pal and inspiration. He's taken care of a lot of people over the years. He's a good example. Uh, and uh, anything I've ever needed, if I've ever been short you know, yeah. uh, uh, if I said, "Dad, I, I got to get home. I don't have car fare home," he'd give me a subway token. <laughs> uh, but he's always taking care of me and and my family. Uh, he does not believe in in uh, inherited wealth. Uh, Unless he changes his mind in the next year, so, you know, I'm I'm up for anything, you know. You can always hope for dementia. (laughs)
0: Um, If you're just tuning in, it's actor Stephen Lang who's here. And uh, Steve had mentioned while we were off air, uh, Stephen, about um,
16: crime story. Hmm.
0: And uh, we lost Dennis Farina this year, Uh, and
16: you and he were really good friends. Stymie was a great pal of mine. He was a wonderful, he was a terrific actor, uh, smart, uh, uh, tough guy. Real Chicago, total Chicago. He, He's a real cop. I, yeah. I, he'd been for 18 years. Yeah. Uh, he'd been busting heads at the 68 uh, political convention. convention. Really? So, the
3: Democratic convention? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely.
16: And, uh, and actually, you mentioned Billy Campbell. The role that Billy played, Joey and Deli, in Crime Story was actually based on Dennis. Really? Yeah. But uh, Dennis... Um, He was a natural and he was one of a kind. He turned me on. He showed me Chicago because I was in New York. Guy. I right. didn't know Chicago when I got there, and and Dennis, every door was kind of open to him because he had a badge. Right. I remember being so impressed. He could park anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and to me, you know, that's everything. Well, you can park, man.
3: You know, Billy you know, Campbell was guy. telling us that you guys and I wondered because the show takes a transition and he head out to Vegas, Vegas and the right. show, and he says that's basically because you guys got kicked out of Chicago.
16: Well, we blew up part of Chicago. <laughs> it was a big. It was a problem. We they set off a, a, an explosion in an elevator, and you know. When you when you light a match in an enclosed like a silo or an yeah. elevator, it can be have bad repercussions. And it was uh, it blew it blew up the elevator and it blew out part of a wall. Ooh. And people were at, there was a restaurant on the other side, so right. diners got got blown up. And so that didn't go over. <laughs> they didn't in like Chicago, that. Which, yeah. Uh, I mean, they'll put up with a lot in Chicago, but but, that. but finally, we we did have to leave. We went to Vegas, where basically, you know, any, anything, anything goes. They're fine. You know, back in those days, you were
3: working with uh, Michael Mann, who directed you in Manhunter and in Public Enemies. And Public as well. in Public yeah. Enemies were really good. Uh, yeah. Another really good film. Well, yeah. His uh, we hear he's uh, very attention
16: detail oriented. Can be very tough. Uh, is that what he is? My policy with Michael is basically yes sir, no sir, how high sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I've I've known Michael now for many many years, and and I I just think the world of him. He's a true artist. He's a, he, he he can be a sweetheart. He can be as tough and mean as they come. But right. none of it phases me. Uh, crime story, you know, work in hour drama series is about as it's as close as you come to actual work. Yeah. In, in you know, in the acting business. And because uh, 'cause
3: you're doing you're doing
16: a movie You never, it never stops. Yeah, it never stops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well actually it did stop. It did didn't stop. It? Okay. <laughs> they canceled it.
3: Speaking of stopping, it pissed me when they canceled Terranova.
16: I'm still have, I'm still not over it, man. Yeah. We have
0: a ton of texts that are coming in. Obviously,
16: huge fans that want to know about Terranova and and uh why that uh why that went down the tubes. I was surprised. Yeah. But it it's become old news to me because uh, you know, never don't want it to sound like it's sour grapes, yeah. but I did feel just my the statement on it is is that the show was had found itself at the end of the season, you know, they it took them a while to decide who they were writing for. They were trying to. The idea was to do a family show, right? And, and I think they were thinking in terms of Bonanza or Lost in Space or something. And you know, the family has changed, yes, a lot, and it and
3: changed. The tone changed it in, in the right direct. Got darker with these ma- ma- malevolent influences involved. Yeah, a lot more um, contention, and it, it was I. It was just hitting its stride. My wife I and I were
16: furious if they'd given it i felt if they'd given it another year it would have become a franchise show it would have taken you know i yeah. really felt that way and and even as we were we were still if you counted in all the people who de uh de- de- it yeah, or whatever yeah. you know uh, we were getting over 10 million viewers a week and and but i guess it wasn't enough but so does- I, I was sorry because i loved playing the part and the sad thing to me is I felt we had so much more story to tell. Yeah, and when you cancel a show, it's like you're putting a padlock on the door of that world and throwing away the key. And yeah, that, that was that's
3: that's the bitch of it. Yeah, and, but you know, and I've 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 read some interviews with you, and you know, it, and you have Spielberg behind the show, and it's still not enough sometimes. No. You know, so so when you enter into Avatar mm-hmm. with James Cameron, mm-hmm. and you're on basically on a set with a lot of green screens, mm-hmm. even with James Cameron's track record, you're going, "What's going on here?" <laughs> Because
16: everything is green screened. It's all in the computer. What you've got to remember about Avatar is that when we were making it, nobody had any idea that it was going to become the phenomenon that it did. Right. As a matter of fact, I would wager that if somebody had said to the guys at Fox, listen, we'll guarantee that you're going to make three quarters as much as Titanic made. Will you take it? And they'd say, absolutely. In fact, it doubled, more right. than doubled Titanic. And so who knew? You know, and, yeah, yeah, and, and now, but now the expectations, of course, are very, very, very high for <laughs> the, the sequels. For the, yeah. yeah, I the,
6: was, the, I was blown away samples. before the picture even got to Pandora. You know, just sitting, uh, you know, on the spaceship. I, 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 um, I don't recall ever having a movie experience like that with the 3D, and you know, because I said the first time I saw it was 3D IMAX. I was just blown away, and then they land on Pandora, yeah. and it was just, it was a beautiful film.
16: Working with with Jim Cameron, to me. Is I always liken it to working in Leonardo's workshop. You're wow! Working, working, you're working with a master. He's not only a visionary artist, but he is an engineer. You know, he builds things. Isn't
3: he the guy holding the camera a lot yeah. of the
16: time? He was Jim. Would be as close as I am to this mic with a camera in my face, you right? Know, half the time he likes to operate. Doesn't always operate, but he operates a lot. From he your, thinks through the lens from your theater world. Did that actually speak to you? Because
3: you're on. You're basically on set. You're, you're having to create stuff in your mind. You're not a lot of times you're if you're an actor, you're on a set that's set to sort of okay, this is what the set looks like, I can work off this. Yeah, nothing to work off of.
16: Yeah. You create it in your mind, you discuss it, but then the the, the tough stuff is deciding where that damn Creature is <laughs> right because and then the, and you got a guy who's putting the X on the thing yeah. and Cameron's going it's not over there it's over there and I'm going actually I think it's over there you know, <laughs> right. and the whole thing gets kind of stupid after that going to get
2: so confusing
7: though just you know what I, mean? I mean for him to say no it's it's you know a little to the left or a little to the right like that's. That's pretty difficult.
16: Well, it's particularly confusing for me with my limited. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He's da Vinci. see. Yeah. there were yeah. certain He's people who took hour. to it like that. Yeah. Huh?
6: Uh, what about the the um, apparatus that you were in? What that was
16: the amp suit. Yeah.
6: Was uh, were you? You were in something,
16: right? Yes, we have an amp suit. We had we had it in several different incarnations. And so when you see close-ups of me, I'm in the ant suit, which is on a on a big gyro. So it's a bit like a mechanical bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they that thing would, uh, you get more nicks and bruises than that thing. The problem with the ant suit is there's only one way in. You got to drop in. And what they did was they put a bicycle seat in oh, there. Oh, man. So I don't know if you remember, there's one section in the film where I, I'm on fire. My yeah. shoulder's on fire, and I jump in. And people have always said, that's cool, man. Your shoulder was on fire. Did that hurt? <laughs> and I said, I didn't, wasn't thinking about the fact I was on fire, because when you drop into that bicycle seat, there's no way you don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're I, thinking about your balls. I yeah. Do- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, no, I was thinking about my ball. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was retracting them, is what I was doing. Yeah, sucking them in, and and, it, and, and I told the designers, I said, "Listen, yeah, if you ever do this again, put in a tractor seat, will you? Yeah, yeah. Something flat, yeah, you right? Know? Yeah,
0: for, well, for I, Avatar too, obviously. On the on the opposite end of the, of the spectrum as far as uh, 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 filming uh, conditions go, uh, Gettysburg Tombstone." Movies with horses and uh-huh. stuff like that, westerns and, and Civil War, that's got to be a fun experience, getting yeah. to play with guns right. and ride around. You, you pretty? I would imagine you're pretty good on a
16: horse from an experience like this, right? I did, I did a lot of horse work over the years. I uh, haven't been on one. Well, no, I was on this summer in Gettysburg. But, uh, yeah, I think that if I had to pick one genre... Westerns yeah, it would be odors. Yeah, I yeah. love westerns. Are you
3: most recognized for Ike Clanton?
16: No, I'm I'm hardly almost, recognized I was gonna say, for him because I you know, he be the beard, old. the beard, that's right, yeah. He was a tobacco-stained dirty old timer, right. but I, I guess Avatar's I loved.
3: cleared the least like, Avatar's got to be. And you know? he
16: did not brush his teeth. <laughs> he never brushed. Did
6: you not brush your
3: teeth <laughs> when no, you were?
16: No, no, no. Yeah. And I didn't have a drink of water in 4 months either. You were and you I, could t- you can almost smell you on through the screen Thank because Ike was <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dirty and I, and I think we had you on the phone uh, when we were called in to, to talk about uh, Terranova. It didn't even look like you because he looked like kind of a scrawny guy. You, yeah. you had to have been hunched over when you were playing him because you're you know you're a you're a built guy. But I mean it was just it uh, it was just a reprehensible character.
16: It was that was a f- that was a f- great great fun shoot but it almost killed all of us. So yeah. It really it was good when it ended finally. Really <laughs> just done with it. Well everybody got in got deep into it, you know. Yeah. We, yeah. Hey, when
6: movie. you were um uh, up for that role, not just that role but any role because I've heard people uh say they had, had they had to lie about horse something ride. horse riding like uh-huh. you hey, oh, know, do you ride horses? Right. Yes, I do. You know, <laughs> even if you've never been on a horse before. Yeah.
16: yeah. They, I don't think I lied about that one. I, I, uh, but I would lie. Yeah, know, of course, I, absolutely. I'll tell you. I can do anything. You know, yeah, I can yeah. drive it. You know, I can operate. You know, heavy heavy machines. <laughs> sure,
3: I'm a pilot. Yeah.
16: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've <laughs> yes, I've jumped before.
0: Yes. Uh, well, we're excited you had a chance to come by and say hello. Uh, you know, when I read that you were going to be doing this, I said, "Well, let's let's get him in here because you're one of our favorites." Ah, and. Uh, and
16: uh, and didn't was not aware of your your Philadelphia history. Which there is you very go, cool. baby. I played. I used to play the the Zeller back at the Annenberg Center. Also, you wow. know, yeah, we always had a saying: we play Philly. It's chilly in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it,
16: Fellas, Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to be back, and good luck. MMR. Our right, pleasure. Let's let's thanks it. so
0: much, Stephen Lang, everybody. On the president of Steve Field. we're gonna take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We'll be right back.
9: Preston and Steve on
2: 93.3 WMMR.